This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there completely free. So head on over, freetalklive.com. We normally would have Michelle Seven on the show with us. Uh, it is Friday night, and that's her new night. Uh, however, I asked her to take the night off because we have a, an unusually special guest actually in the studio with us. He's been on the show a number of times in the past, but very rarely actually, and I don't think ever, in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, so Jim Babka is with us from DownsizeDC.org. Good evening, Jim. Good evening. I, you know, I kind of feel bad already. You, I've, I bumped somebody out of their seat. I didn't intend to do that. Oh, don't worry about <laughs> it. She'll be back uh, next week. We might even be able to. I don't know if she's going to be around later on tonight, too. There's always that possibility. Uh, so, uh, Jim, welcome back to the program. Always nice to have you here. And, of course, we're going to talk more about DownsizeDC.org, but you're not just here to promote that. You're here because... We haven't seen you in a long time. It has it's, been a while. It has been a while. When was the last time you were in New Hampshire? Uh, Free State Project event, you know, one of the winter events that they did a couple of years ago. You guys had a remote set up, and mm-hmm. I was there with you. And in, you know, my, my best memory of that is as soon as I walked out the door from doing the interview with you, I got to meet Glenn Jacobs uh, face-to-face oh, yeah. for the first time. And we had our picture taken together. Well, it's hard to be face to face with Glenn. He's exactly for tall. everybody in this room. I mean, I'm like the shortest guy here. I'm five foot yeah. six, and he's six foot seven. So it's it's quite it was. It looked like a child approaching a grown man. It was it was something. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, uh, Glenn Jacobs. For those that don't know, WWE's Kane. Right. And, Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, big big man. Sure, and a big mind as well. I mean, really brilliant dude. Yes, he's, uh, I had dinner with him a couple of weeks ago. He's a he's a he's a voracious reader. Always up on his economics and in the current events. He's uh, he's a very sharp guy. So, uh, and you're here, by the way, in New Hampshire for a reason, not just to come see us, uh, but uh, you're here for the Nullify Now event, Mm -hmm. which is going to be taking place tomorrow in Manchester. Right. We're going to be speaking uh, at at a university, and uh, we're going to be talking about the Tenth Amendment and how to get the states to stand up uh, for their right for the rights that the citizens in those states have. Defend actually defending liberty, which is what the purpose ostensibly of a government supposed to be it's supposed to protect our liberties and our property you know i mean so we're going to actually talk about what what they should be doing on that front well and uh, there's another, no better time another way to this. do that there's no better time than now i think i mean it seems like the idea of nullification is, is hot there are a lot of state governments around the country that are kind of tiptoeing into the waters uh, so to speak i mean it was utah that just this past week their house i believe passed something that Officialized gold and silver as payment for current, or, you know, payment. I guess legal tender. Yeah, I think Arizona uh, passed something that would arrest feds, at least through the House or something like that. But would arrest feds that uh, tried to go after people that had were you know bearing arms that uh, you know were Arizona arms or something like that. I don't know. It's interesting stuff that's going on all over. Yeah, the more of it, the better, as far as I'm concerned. And so, if Nullify now this conference, it's traveling around. It's not just yes. going to Manchester. Manchester's, I think, the second stop. Uh, but it's traveling around the country. It's yeah, going to be going to Minnesota, Austin, L.A., and more. Right. And, you know, uh, this last stop we did was in Cincinnati, in my own home state. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed that because we went to the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center. Oh, cool. And I toured before we actually did the event. I went through the building and, and saw the the various displays. And the word nullification only appeared once in the entire building. And it was attached to Senator John Calhoun, who was probably one of the most aggressive pro-slavery senators 
uh, before the Civil War, and he was from South Carolina, which was the very first state to secede. So there's this attempt to attach the things that we believe in, the the, the idea of standing up for your rights, as somehow they're being uh, wanting to be a racist slavery. oppressor yeah. in some way. And so wow. this group, the Tenth Amendment Center is fantastic because they went. They said they're going to get right in the people's face about this. We're going to hold an event right in the National Underground Railroad Museum Center, and we're going to say exactly what it is that we believe. And we're going to make it very, very clear so people understand we are here to defend individual liberty regardless of race, color, creed, whatever. It doesn't matter. And so we went in and we did it. And uh, and it was very in your face. And a lot of people got some, some good information that night. And they will get more good information tomorrow. There's great speakers tomorrow as well. Well, I'm looking forward to being there. I'm going to kind of be there as a vendor. I guess uh, the, the organizers were nice enough to, uh, to give me a, a vendor table. So we got some free talk like bumper stickers and stuff like that. We'll I'm going to emcee the event. So I'll get up there and I'll introduce folks. And yeah. uh, including Jim Babco is going to be speaking. And uh, what are some of the other folks that are going to be there? I know Tom Woods is going to be there. Tom Woods is the big name. I mean, that's who yeah. everybody comes to see. Yeah. Uh, they want to come see Tom Woods. He's a big deal. Yeah. And he does, he does a really wrote, good job. He wrote the, the book on nullification. Yeah. And, and you're the second, second deal, right? Or, no, was it, it was DiLorenzo that that's did Lincoln. Yes. What is, yes. Tom Woods is the null, uh, nullification guy. Yeah. Got it. And you're the second biggest deal, right? I, don't, I, I may be now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So people can go to nullifynow.com to learn more about this conference. As I mentioned, it's not just a New Hampshire thing. This is just one of the stops on a lengthy tour across uh, the country. So nullifynow.com is where you want to go. What's it cost to get into this event generally? You know, I think they've got the ticket down price down to like 10 bucks. We're being told yes on that. $10. All right. That's pretty good for an all-day event with big-name speakers and such. Yeah, it'll be fun. So that's the fun news. Uh, now the not-so-fun news. We've been talking on and off about the Liberty Dollar situation. We covered it uh, when it first the, the raid first happened back in November of 2007. Jim, have you had the chance to meet Bernard von Nothaus? Yes, I met him uh, when I was at the Free State Project event. We've corresponded several times. He's um, an interesting character. He is, definitely. Here's a, you know, we just got through talking about nullification. Here's a guy that kind of is like the living, breathing and, you know, version of it. Right, he I mean, created he, an alternative currency. That's exactly right, and he, he his attitude has always been that if the if the if the state passes a law that is unconstitutional, it's not binding on me. And he has lived his life in that fashion. He has gone out and purposely done things that have pushed the envelope with these people and said, "Look, you don't have the right to do this to me. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to be a free person." So, uh, so what happened back in 2007? He had created this currency, the Liberty Dollar. He's a, a monetary architect. He's been hired in the past by, I think, governments or mints and things like that to design coins and design collectors' items and stuff like that. And so he created back in the late 1990s the Liberty Dollar as an alternative currency with the intention to, you know, put the screws to the Fed, the Federal Reserve, and give Americans something else with which they could do business, uh, something that actually has value behind. Behind it, he created a, a brilliant idea. It uh, it's, was not only silver pieces, but also warehouse receipts. So he was selling one ounce silver pieces. He was also selling uh, warehouse receipts that represented silver that was sitting in a vault, uh, I think somewhere in Idaho. And I loved it. I thought it was great, Mark. I mean, you were around when I kind of yeah. got into the the Liberty Dollar, and I bought a bunch of the silver, and I bought a bunch of the certificates as well. And uh, so the certificates were brilliant because they were you know, anti counterfeiting measures built in there, very pretty, superior to what uh, the U.S. currency was at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, things were going well. They were the number one alternative currency in the country with, I think, something like $10 million in circulation. I'm not sure the exact number, but millions and millions of Liberty Dollars 
dollars out in circulation in people's hands, transacting or you know just being kept because it's pretty. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't hurt that the the uh, one ounce piece was probably the most attractive coin I've ever seen. Very well, you know, polished looking silver, yeah, shiny, beautiful. very nice, mint quality. And then in two thousand seven. They raided his business. They raided the Liberty Dollar. The federal government came to his office in Evansville, Indiana. They went to the Mint, uh, the Sunshine Mint in Coeur d'Alene, Iowa, Idaho, Idaho, and they stole tons of gold and silver and some copper. All his customer records as well. That's, that's all the computers. I mean, the office chairs. I mean, they took everything. And so everybody that had the silver pieces, they're okay because they've got the one ounce silver that's theirs that was in their hand. But I had a few hundred of the one dollar so-called or or I guess the the single denomination. I think it was like one tenth of an ounce of silver was what it was worth. Warehouse receipts. They took all my silver. Those government goons came in and took silver from hundreds and hundreds of people likely who have these uh, warehouse receipts. And now – we're never going to get that right. I've back. got I've got one of these warehouse receipts myself, and you know, the suggestion is that Bernard House was counterfeiting U.S. currency That's by right. backing warehouse receipts that are not the shape of a dollar, and mine is brown. It's not even yeah. green. Uh, so I mean, it's not the color of a dollar. It's not the shape of a dollar, and they're calling this counterfeiting. I think they were specifically going after the one ounce pieces, claiming but the, that those then why are they take people's warehouse? Why they take the silver that backs the warehouse receipts? Well, they're the government, and they want to take money from people. That's what they do. But <laughs> I didn't counterfeit anybody. They took my money, not yeah, his. Well, they don't care. No, they don't. 1-800-259-9231. Me. So ever since that raid, ever since that confiscation, uh, Bernard von Nodhaus, the guy in charge of the Liberty Dollar, has been embroiled in this legal situation, which wrapped up this morning. And we'll tell you more about what happened here in a moment. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. The number is 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the webcam. We, uh, we've got it there for you completely free. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch, listen, and interact because our chat room is built into the same page as the cam. So head over to cam.freetalklive.com to do that and know that the cam is brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. Not only do they have the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price, they also have great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship the overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, so our number here, 800-259-9231. Jim Babka joining us from DC.org. He's in New Hampshire for the Nullify Now conference happening in Manchester at uh, Southern New Hampshire University. 
Is that Correct. Right? Yep. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be there, Mark and myself, and you will be speaking there. Yes, I will. Uh, which is excellent because you're a great speaker. I thought that you've, I've seen you a couple times at the Liberty Forums in the past here in New Hampshire, and you seem to, the crowd seems to be into what you have to say. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I hope, I hope that's true tomorrow. Why wouldn't they? I mean, you want to downsize D.C. That's Who could exactly be against right. that? <laughs> Except for the D.C. bureaucrats themselves. And everybody else that's sucking on the government teat, right? Right. So uh, <laughs> back to the news that is unfortunate uh, that we do have to bring you. It's about the Liberty Dollar trial. Uh, the Liberty Dollar Four, as they are called, have been on trial now for a little while. And uh, Bernard von Nothaus is the kind of the head of the Liberty Dollar organization or what was formerly known as the Liberty Dollar Organization, is now gone. The feds raided them back in 2007 and stole all of their gold and silver and and all of our gold and silver, those of us that held the Liberty Dollar certificates. I still have the certificates, but I can't redeem them now because the federal government has decided to take this uh, complete this operation completely out of business. And the reason they did that, presumably, was because the Liberty Dollar was getting popular. They had gotten behind the Ron Paul campaign. They had released the Ron Paul Copper Liberty thing, the campaign Peace Dollar or whatever it was that they put out. It was a special Ron Paul-issued piece of copper. And that, of course, brought more attention to the Liberty Dollar. Obviously, Ron Paul has a huge following, and so they they kind of had a nice synergy together. And uh, brought more attention to them from the the federal government, who uh, proceeded to make arrests. First, they raided the Liberty Dollar. They didn't arrest anybody during the raids. It was later on that they came and they actually uh, they arrested the individuals that uh, that were involved in it. And one of those folks, at least one of them, has been in jail. Kevin Innes has been in jail on so-called immigration violations. Right. I mean, ever so he's, since he was been working, he was working for the Liberty Dollar. He's a Canadian citizen. Therefore, they're not going to let him out because he's a flight risk, as if they have any trouble getting somebody back from Canada. Sure. So he's been sitting in a federal prison for uh, two years, for for years. years? And now, you know, maybe they're going to appeal this uh, because today, this morning, all four of the Liberty Dollar Four were found guilty on all of the counts, from what I understand, that were being brought against them by a jury. It wasn't just Bernard, because I understood that their trial had been separated. Uh, I don't know if they separated the trial or not, uh, but according to... According to Liberty Free, excuse me, LibertyForFree.com, Liberty, the number four, Free.com, which has been the primary source for news about this trial. There's nobody else that's really been reporting on it. Heather Lewis apparently is there in North Carolina where this has been happening, and she's been reporting a lot of the details uh, about what has been going down. She's been actually re- reporting questions that are asked at the trial and answers and being very uh, detailed on, on what's transpired. So I'll just read to you what she has put out today. It's a quick note. Guilty on all four counts. She says, I'm speechless. To sum it up in two words, we're screwed. Well, I don't know if I agree with that, but we'll come back and talk about that point in a moment. Uh, She says that I consider myself to be a friend of Bernard von Nothaus, and I'm also a Liberty Dollar associate. So I am by no means a partial or impartial reporter in this case. In my opinion, Liberty Dollar is one of the doors to changing our broken financial system. Liberty Dollar became a threat to the Federal Reserve by competing with them, and the Fed had them taken out of business. And that's my opinion. However, I've made, it, uh, I've made every effort to report accurately the proceedings that are going on in the federal district court in Statesville, North Carolina. For those of you who are completely in the dark about the Liberty Dollar organizations, you'll have to do your own research. I'm flat out just keeping up because she has been busily reporting a lot of this trial. And uh, I guess there's just not much more information out right now. I believe he was convicted on charges of, I believe that one of them was uh, counterfeiting. And intent to deceive 
was the other charge. And we probably have some other people that have been following this case closely that could maybe call in and, and fill in some blanks for us, too. I hope so. I emailed Heather. Uh, she's got an email address on the website. I emailed her and Bernard as well. I figure one of the two will probably be available. Bernard may or may not be available. If he's appealing, then he may still not want to discuss uh, what's going on. Or uh, Heather, she was just an observer, so hopefully we'll be able to get her on. I invited her to come on tomorrow night's show to kind of give us the the detail on what has transpired. But uh, just to bring you up to speed, Bernard von Nothaus and the other folks behind the Liberty Dollar convicted of counterfeiting charges, intent to deceive as well, from what I understand, and uh, sentencing will be taking place in approximately 20 days. It's nuts. So. I, I just, I, you know, I can imagine. I can, I can see how she feels when she feels dejected, like uh, you know, her systems failed her. If you haven't given up completely on the system, then it's easy to feel betrayed by it when it fails, and it fails a lot yeah. when it, you're looking at these areas of liberty. And and that's how and I felt. Like, until it I seemed like, like a no-brainer. Just the expectation that the uh, the federal government was going to always make the poor choice it seems like a no-brainer i mean if you look at the liberty dollar it's so clearly not the federal reserve's currency you no, look no but he, he used the word dollar in it and title 18 section 489 of the u.s code basically the government has given itself a monopoly over, over certain words over certain words in the coin and, and and by the way this is this is government wide i mean if you send out a message if you send out a, a, a direct mail piece trying to raise money and you put the word social security on the front of it you might have the social security administration coming after you saying mm-hmm. that you're trying to create some kind of fraud we we've uh you know we've we were involved in a case ourselves downsize dc where we were defending a group's free speech rights and free press rights uh because they had used the word social security on a fundraising piece. So the government, you know, they believe that they have certain proprietary control over certain words and images and ideas, uh, just like any corporation. And, well, and uh, Now, hold on. Words? I don't know that a corporation can uh, copyright too many words. Uh, they, they can trademark the... Uh, when the you're w- the government, you can do whatever you want, Mark. Indeed. But I, I want to talk, hear what Jim has to say on this. Um, you know, like, I, I suppose that there are some words that a uh, that a corporation might be able to, to find proprietary if they, say, make the word up or something. I don't know. I, what, what was your experience in this case uh, regarding that? Well, the, 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 what they, the organization in question was fined almost a quarter million dollars uh, because they sent out a fairly large uh, mailing. Did they uh, just for using, shop shop? No, no. They, they, this was a cost of doing business. I mean, they ended up uh, absorbing the costs and moving on. It was a fairly large organization wow. that this happened to. So uh, the, the point, the, I, and I don't want to be put in the position defending this because clearly I don't agree with it. But, you know, I, what I said in the previous segment about Bernard being somebody that kind of lives this nullification principle in his own life. I mean, when you talk to him about this, he would say, well, it's an illegitimate law. The law shouldn't exist. It's, un- it's unconstitutional. Yeah. And he, he he's under the belief that since it doesn't exist, he doesn't have to obey it. And he also, did, I think, I, you know, from my conversation with him, didn't believe that he would actually face consequences for this. So, um, you know, we, we actually have a bill as part of the Downsize D.C. agenda uh, called the Free Competition Currency Act. It's a bill that we've gotten Ron Paul to introduce in the past. And uh, one of the things it deals with is this very issue that put Bernard in, in the situation that he's in. And he said to us, we don't need your help. We don't need this law. The government shouldn't be doing this. Hmm. Well, he's right. They shouldn't. But they are. 800-259-9231. And I don't know what he's facing in prison for this. I'm not sure what a charge of counterfeiting uh, can bring. But I, I don't imagine it's very light. Guilty. I wasn't even paying attention to the what he could would be facing. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash your family today. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of these airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website, where the features are totally free. The bulletin board system is included there, bbs.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. bbs.freetalklive.com allows you to get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Totally free. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Don't worry. They're not the kind of company that's going to send out guys to break the knees of your, your customers. We, we know that you want to do business with your customers in the future, and you need them to be tr- treated with respect. That's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. Once again, 800-259-9231. Everything was looking pretty good as far as what I could tell from when I was reading what was going on with the Liberty Dollar trial, uh, where unfortunately things were not going as well as it may have seemed. Uh, Bernard von Nothaus and his associates were found guilty uh, today, apparently on all four counts. Uh, This is early information. We don't have very much confirmation on it at this point, uh, but the information I'm getting is from Liberty, the number four free dot com. That's where the most detail that I've seen yet so far about the case has been posted as Bernard hasn't been able to say very much via his newsletter due to legal concerns and and that sort of thing. Uh, But it's just so sad because uh, who knows how long these people are going to be spending in jail for creating a successful alternative currency. They were not attempting to counterfeit anything. Now, Jim Babka's here with us uh, from DownsizedDC.org tonight, and uh, you were pointing out that the federal government will get all upset if you use any of their terms that they mm-hmm. they believe are theirs, like coin or dollar, uh, for instance. In fact, when I joined the Liberty Dollar organization as an associate many years ago, they specifically they send you this instruction you know manual basically saying, "Hey, you can't say these things. You, right. you, you are specifically not supposed to call these coins. That's only something that the federal government can call its uh, its items that it mints." And of so course, they called them tokens or something. I right? don't recall exactly yeah. what it was, but yeah, with some other t- token, I think it may have been the term. And on the actual piece, the silver piece or silver pieces, uh, on the piece, they, you know, they've got a website, they've got a phone number, they've got an MSRP, you know, manufacturer suggested retail, retail price. Yeah. And then they pointed all these things out in the trial. They made it very clear that, look, this is nothing like, you know, point nine 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 fine. I mean, this is this is not nobody's going to be fooled by this. I, I can tell you that when I was doing the uh, Liberty Dollar thing down in Sarasota, Florida, you know, I'd bring it to a business and I would attempt to pay for the products that I was um, going to buy with the Liberty Dollar. I had Office Max take it from me a couple times, uh, two, like I think two of the two times that I tried to give it there. I had a local ice cream shop take it as well, and it was, so it was kind of fun. You'd bring this around, you'd you'd um, they'd ask for the money for what. 
whatever the sale was, and you bring out a piece of silver as though it's natural and just drop it right in their hand. And the the look that people had in their eyes when they saw this, I mean, they could immediately tell it was something special here. Yeah, it was. They could tell it wasn't the the state's money. They were looking right. at they were looking at something different, and it created conversations. I assume every time you did oh, sure. this, you had an educational moment, a time to you know explain something that you know maybe wouldn't uh, a conversation that wouldn't have happened otherwise anyway. Right now, you want to kind of be careful with that because if there's a real long line, obviously you don't want to be having a conversation. No, about but, but, but the thing but is, yes, they weren't that they weren't fooled into taking something they thought. You know, no way. It wasn't like you're trying to hand them Canadian money or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just so tragic. Uh, and it's really, it's, it speaks to a few factors. And Jim, you pointed out during one of the breaks that it's very unlikely that they were allowed to bring up jury nullification during this trial. So to, right. to point, I mean, this is a federal government. They're not going to let that even be uttered in their courtroom. The idea that the jury could just say not guilty because they thought that the Federal Reserve sucked or that the the monetary laws were a bunch of bunk. Uh, they didn't weren't able to bring that up, likely. And in addition, even though it seemed like they had an open and shut case, like clearly these are not counterfeits. They're not trying to rip off the the U.S. dollar. The nonetheless, the jury found them guilty. It's it stuns me every time the, the you know in these instances where juries jur- supposedly jurors of our peers um, that you know these fe- these folks they would be pre- presented all the evidence and somehow come up I, I mean I didn't see this trial I I don't know I wasn't there I don't know if it was uh, prosec- or defended poorly or whatever but I, reasonable doubt. This guy counterfeited. There's no re- It's not even reasonable to consider that he did counterfeit, let alone have a reasonable doubt that he was trying not to. Well, one of the worst parts about this, besides the fact that uh, Bernard and his associates are going to go to prison, is whether or not – the question, I guess, is whether or not this will have a chilling effect on those who are creating alternative currencies. I think there's so many different people trying to do this right now. None of them are quite rising to the level of success that Bernard had. Clearly. Uh, And and there's so many now. I mean, when he did this, he was it. He was the show. Uh, I think that – I think the the genie's out of the bottle – and people are finding other ways to trade. You know, they're understanding. Listen, you know, the the, the website Shadow Stats puts out a, a report to their subscribers. And uh, my understanding is that this week, the report that they got, they were shown that since uh, QE2 was started, back the day after the election, when they started expanding the money supply, that 109% of the treasuries that are being issued, 109%, that means more than the current issue, is actually being purchased by the Federal Reserve. That's straight out monetization. You're hearing talk about the Chinese buying our bonds or the... Or treasuries, or you're hearing about the Japanese buying it. That ain't Chinese happening. ain't buying those things that ain't anymore. Happening. That ain't happening. What's happening right now is is that they are buying that plus other people's issues that they want to sell back. The Federal Reserve is doing it, and what they the when they're printing money, to that's do exactly that. is exactly right. And 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 so what the the calculation that they have quite literally made, and what they are the turf that they are attempting to protect, their monopoly that they're attempting to protect, is that they have a method of taxing us where they don't have to go to Congress and take a vote. Nobody has to take take that unpopular step. They can come after every one of our savings accounts this right. way and so that's what they're trying to protect here they don't want you know the government doesn't like the stealing and they don't like the competition it's incredibly insidious uh, the inflation tax is what you're talking about yep. there and isn't that one of the main purposes behind the federal reserve is to be the buyer of last resort for the u.s treasuries well it is except that they're now the buyer of first resort i mean like you know quite <laughs> literally they're, they're they're the only they're there you know there's a line there's an auction who's going to be there it's the fed you know they're mm-hmm. standing there with their hand up and they'll they're the ones that buy and, and that's costing every one of us. We're seeing it at the pump. We're seeing it in our grocery stores. And you're going to start seeing it economy-wide, and it's going to accelerate here uh, as, as the year wears on. The Fed's still the buyer of last resort for U.S. Treasuries. It's just that nobody else is willing to do it anymore. China, you know, they've had it with selling us plastic crap and attempting to monetize our debt for us. Um, at this point, it's just, it, it's just the Federal Reserve. 
Your thoughts are welcome. 800-259-9231. Well, there's... So you've got the bad news about the Liberty Dollar, and we'll try to get, as I said, Bernard von Nuthaus or the young lady that, or the lady that was watching the the trials, to kind of report to us what uh, kind of an inside scoop of of what happened. But there's a little bit of good news, kind of on the same uh, track, the alternative currency uh, concept. And according to Dennis Goddard from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance at nhliberty.org, uh, apparently another liberty-oriented bill has passed the New Hampshire State House. It's been just a, a whirlwind week for all kinds of liberty-oriented stuff uh, going on with medical marijuana passing by a veto-proof margin. Uh, of course, that's only the House. It hasn't passed the Senate yet, so we're still waiting to see. All of these things haven't passed the Senate yet, but it's it's encouraging to see these things happen. Um, these go- things are going in the right direction. And then today, uh, urging also uh, open care – excuse me uh, – like what do they call it? The uh, just like a, an adjustment constitutional carry? constitutional carry has passed here in New Hampshire, which means you'll no longer uh, presuming it passes the Senate and the uh, the governor. It means you'll no longer have to beg for a permit in order to conceal. It's not carry. much of a permit. It's what they call a shall issue permit. It's you go, still hey, begging. You're fifteen dollars. Yeah, it's still begging. Te- I don't know if you're t- you're begging. You're telling the government that you're going to be getting one, and they're they can still tell you to, no. They, indeed, they have cho- chosen so to do that, but I don't think you're begging. You're I subverting think you're, yourself. The, the, the way it's phrased is that you're at no notifying them essentially yeah. and uh, you know, feel you know, that i agree people. that we don't we sh- you shouldn't have to do that it doesn't feel I, that I, way to me no and i understand where you're coming from and i'm, I'm one of these guys that would want to go the full monty here too but i had back in my home state of ohio i am a concealed carry mm-hmm. and i actually do it and uh in fact i feel almost naked here today because i don't have it with me i had to fly here today but you know we, when we, what i have seen in my state is that because this permit's there, it has given people who are not used to this idea, it's like uh, given them permission, and it's given them the, the ability to start going out and doing this and engaging in this practice. And as they do this, they start to say, wait a minute, this is, this is like my life now, and this is how I, you know, I, see other, I know other people are caring, and they become used to the idea, and they start questioning everything. And so we've had, uh, we were one of the last states uh, to, to adopt this, and we have seen the law improve twice, and there's another attempt right now to improve it. So what happens is we're, by passing this law, you're literally recruiting a lot of people in your, your, your movement who begin to experience and understand it, appreciate it, and want to move the well, ball. Well, you could still go get a permit under this constitutional carry thing if you wanted to, say, go to another state and have the reciprocity situation. But it's better if you can just carry a gun without being afraid of being arrested. More coming up. You take control at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. Certainly your thoughts are welcome on the alternative currency uh, discussion that we've been having here throughout the hour in the wake of the unfortunate, horrifying news that the Liberty Dollar Four have been convicted of counterfeiting and intent to deceive. There may be other charges I'm not aware of. We're getting very, very preliminary news uh, from Liberty the Number Four Free dot com. That's where this information is uh, from. Where this information is coming. 
And uh, so your thoughts again, 800-259-9231. I want to also invite you to uh, promote.freetalklive.com to help get the word out about Free Talk Live to other people, get the ideas of freedom into as many ears as possible around the world. Uh, and there are some things that will help you with that there, everything from flyers to uh, pr- you know printable flyers, printable uh, business cards. We've also got graphics, web banners, stuff like that. So promote.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all types of journalism and public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information to sign up to receive updates and reminders. Again, it's libertarianinternships.com. So I'd mentioned there was a little bit of good news. I'd, I kind of recapped a couple of the other liberty-oriented bills that have passed the House here in New Hampshire because uh, we're here. Mark and uh, myself made the move here a few years ago for the Free State Project. We'll tell you more about that here in a little bit. Uh, but we're excited about seeing some advancements in the world of freedom coming from the political sector, which is so, so very rare anywhere else in this country. And kind of on the topic of alternative currencies, also passing the New Hampshire House today, uh, urging Congress, uh, HDR 13, urging Congress to pass legislation against losses in value due to money supply increases by the Federal Reserve, restoring gold and silver money and phasing out the Federal Reserve system. So I don't know if that means that the New Hampshire government is yet going to embrace uh, gold and silver, but it certainly seems like that's something that's coming down the line, especially with the liberty-loving people getting elected up here and introducing ideas like this into the political discussion. And certainly happening if it's something like that happens on the heels of something else like over in Utah where they are planning on accepting gold and silver as an alternative currency at, at the state level, from what I understand. Uh, th- that didn't pass the governor's office, though, did it, Mark, the, the Utah thing? We're still waiting on Still waiting on that. that. We're still waiting on the details there. So so there's a lot of these kind of like possible good news, liberty legislation that's up in the air, and we hope to announce better news uh, coming soon. And to kind of advance all of that, uh, Jim Babka is here with us uh, tonight from DownsizedDC.org, but also for the Nullify Now event, which is happening in Manchester tomorrow, but also a little bit later on in, I guess, April in Minnesota on the, the 2nd, in Austin, Texas on the 16th of April. And there's some more dates that you can find in other cities and locations at nullifynow.com. We're going to talk more about that here uh, in a little bit as well. But let's talk about Downsize DC, uh, Jim, because you've been involved with Downsize DC. You're the creator, essentially, of uh, Downsize DC, one of the mm-hmm. creators. And uh, it was after the Harry Brown campaign. That's how you and I met was uh, was during – well, not in person. We didn't meet in person until many years later. Uh, but you were, be, you were the press secretary for the Libertarian Party's Harry Brown, he was their presidential candidate in 1996 and 2000, and you were at least on board with this campaign in 2000. I in 2000, know. that's right. Uh, 96 campaign, I was attracted into the movement and, and supported him, and mm-hmm. by 2000, I was working for him. He's so a, it was a whirlwind. I, uh, you, you had the pleasure of working closely with Harry, and I only had the, you know, the pleasure of meeting him once. He was, he was very tall and very nice, and I really thought he was a great guy. Yeah, and, and he, was, he, he was exactly who you saw when you met him. I mean, that's the guy, kind of guy he was everywhere he went, uh, very much a gentleman, and uh, very, very good at conveying our values. Uh, just to, you know, we were talking as we were coming down to the studio tonight about how he, he was prepared. He, he knew what he wanted to say. He knew that he only had one chance to make a first impression, mm-hmm. and he always represented our movement well, and he he did something very important. He communicated in terms of benefits to the listener. He explained why liberty was good for them. 
He absolutely did. In fact, uh, that's one of the things about his campaign book. I think in the year 2000, uh, the uh, let's see, the first book was Why Government Doesn't Work in Correct. 1996, which was excellent. The second was The Great Libertarian Offer, mm-hmm. which essentially was his pitch in a nutshell to people that, you know, if you could – have uh, if you could in order to have another ten thousand dollars a year your all your money back that you pay from income taxes uh if you could if you could have that would you be willing to trade away your favorite government program and most people didn't know what their favorite government program was so they were they they were interested it was right. it was a, it was a great conversation starter you know uh a couple of years ago uh the post office put out stamps with uh, marvel superheroes on them i liked those Oh, as far as government programs. <laughs> so, so you wouldn't want to give up your income tax for that, huh? i got to have those stamps. <laughs> so, yeah, and that was one of the questions that Harry Brown was asking people during his campaign, uh, which was, you know, what is your favorite government program? I remember his campaign video had excerpts from when he asked yep. people those questions, and blank stares were the result. Uh, uh, he, he was good at asking really good pointed questions yeah. like that. You know, another good pointed question he asked was whether Al Gore and George Bush would have been better persons if for their youthful indiscretions with drugs, they had served time in prison. I mean, he was yeah. good at asking these kind of good questions that kind of put, you know, really demonstrated what was going on. Yeah. If, you know, and, and of course, uh, he's he's passed on as of a few years ago, which was obviously five years sad. ago, just earlier this month. Um, but he was really one of the best. He was responsible for bringing me into the movement. And then I met you during his campaign. We were doing some pressy kind of things together. And uh, and after the campaign wrapped up is when you pretty much launched Downsize DC. Yeah, well, we started off with uh, with other organizations. and we in, in fact, my role was we were actually taking a case all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court challenging the McCain-Feingold campaign finance laws, which are designed to keep challengers from third parties and even in a, in a district where the parties, one party's dominant, really keep the opposition party down. They want to make sure they they do that. And these incumbent protection acts and McCain-Feingold was one of them. We wanted to fight that. And after we lost that case at the U.S. Supreme Court by 5-4 and 6-3 and the two counts in which we were involved, we then formed DownsizedDC.org because we realized that they had really closed the electoral system completely to us. It hasn't gotten any better since then. No, it really hasn't. I know a lot of people are excited about some of the quote-unquote gains that we had in this last election. But, you know, you're starting to see now the real the real color of the Republican Party. And they did not learn their lesson. They don't read. You know, they'll, they'll take your votes. Thank you. They'll take your money. Thank you. But they don't intend to deliver. Uh, they are going to continue to reward their friends and, and punish your liberty. Yep. Yeah. The, the Republicans got in there and promptly introduced, what was it, $60 billion in cuts? And then laughed Ron Paul out of the, the you know, this uh, Rand Paul out of the Senate with his Five hundred billion dollars in cuts, and that still, still not a drop wouldn't in the bucket. have still not balanced enough. the budget. Nope, no, nope, it would not have. So downsizedc.org, uh, something that we've long time uh, supported on this program. People can go there; they can get signed up for the Downsize DC Dispatch, and that is uh, something that you put out on a regular basis, encouraging folks to take action. Yeah, you know, there's there's think tanks out there. We're kind of more of a do tank. We're giving everybody a tool <laughs> each day that they can come and use to give Congress their working orders. They're supposed to be your representatives. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you're their if you're their boss, you should give them their work instructions for the day and we help facilitate that process for people with our proprietary educate the powerful system. They sure don't act like it, but the idea behind it is for Downsize DC to gather enough people together to influence these people because it's hard to compete against the influence of the big corporations and the big money men that are feeding cash into these uh, politicos pockets exactly right uh, but if you've got thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are you know mail sending all kinds of mail and phone calls and email uh, to these offices that could potentially make a difference yes and you know we want to get to the point where we're able to basically lead them around by the nose or make them so uncomfortable they go home but the uh, in the meantime we actually have had some 
progress and made some victories. We've had legislative victories that we participated in in coalition, but we've also seen them begin to adopt our rhetoric. I mean, we were the ones that advanced the idea of a Read the Bills Act, and they are talking about a Read the Bills. We advanced the idea of a Write the Laws Act. There's now a piece of legislation before Congress with more than 100 co-sponsors that would require bills, uh, regulations from the bureaucracy to come back to Congress. Uh, to be before they could be approved, Congress doing its Article One legislative responsibility that we've designated. So, you know, we're seeing the things that we've been pushing now for years beginning to catch on. We're seeing them start to try to steal at least our rhetoric and some of our ideas. They're not going to do it the way we would want them to do it. That's the scary but, part. Yeah, but but they're but they're starting. They're they're having to concede that these are good ideas and that they need to move and do something on it. And we're doing this right now with less than thirty two thousand people subscribing at the moment, which I'm proud of. But it's nowhere near where we need to be. You know, the, um, the, when it comes to the Read the Bills Act, I, I've, I wonder if how many people, Americans, just regular folks, hear about the Read the Bills Act, you know, the people in Congress having to read the bills before they sign them, and then say, oh, no, that's a terrible idea. How many of them say, oh, no, they should, they should be able to put a whole bunch of provisions in one bill, so many that you just don't know what the heck's going on? Well, I've been on a couple different 100 talk shows since we first introduced this idea. I've been on shows all the way across the political spectrum, uh, from fundamentalist Christian conservative shows to you know uh, a show that was for gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender people that was on Sirius Satellite Radio. It was mm-hmm. targeted at bears, which is a specific niche of that culture. <laughs> and 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 bears. All of them, mm-hmm. all of them have loved the Read the Bills Act. It doesn't matter. Sure. There hasn't been a single host yet that's told me this is a terrible, crappy idea. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Jim Babka here from DownsizedDC.org. He's sticking with us actually for. At least another hour so thanks for hanging out extra uh he's got to go early mark he's got stuff to do tonight upsetting uh we'll come back with more of jim babka and your calls as well at 800-259-9231 and of course if you've got a question for jim you're certainly welcome to dial in with that uh this is free talk live you know the constitution like the back of your hand you've read books listened to podcasts attended lectures surfed websites and watched videos you've made liberty your life's goal but something seems to be missing stickers from libertystickers.com exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers that's libertystickers.com but wait there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it is Ian... And Mark. Mark and Jim Babka. Hello. Hey, Jim. Jim is here from DownsizedDC.org. Uh, does not live in New Hampshire yet. 
but <laughs> we just have to make it so enticing he has no option. Uh, but he's here. He's visiting from uh, from Ohio. He's here actually for the Nullify Now event and has been so gracious as to come all the way out here from Manchester uh, to Keene, an hour and a half drive, just to come and sit with us on Free Talk Live. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm, gl- I'm really glad to be here. It's, it's good to actually be in the studio that I've only been able to see on camera. So it's... Well, Plus, you used to host a uh, Downsize DC uh, every time, radio show. Did every time I it? hear you give out the number, I, I, it's like old home days for me. Because I gave <laughs> out that exact same number. I was on, on the network before. Right. So, yeah. And then our friends from uh, Free Minds Radio took, took over, over my slot. Yeah, we, we, we arranged for them to do it. Which is great. And by the way, they're, uh, they're still at it. So That's, that's what I understand. Uh, so DownsizeDC.org, it's a website that, is, uh, that allows people to, to come and to get clued into some things that are going on, just a few of the things that are going on in Washington, D.C. that are in many ways a threat to liberty or perhaps uh, you know, a possible advancement to, uh, to liberty. Things that they can support or oppose, and they can use the Downsize D.C. system to actually contact their so-called representatives and let them know how they feel about some of these issues. And how easy is it for people to actually get involved? It's very easy because what we do at the site is we just ask for your basic contact information. It's stuff you, you already know. You don't have to do anything special. You just put it in. And the system then tells you who your representative and two senators are, allows you to send a personalized message to all three offices, your representative and two senators, simultaneously. And it does it in such a way that includes your contact information. It delivers it in a way that that office knows that it's hearing from a constituent. And we know that, that you know they're basically a counting operation. It's a quantity type of thing. They want to know how many people are taking a stand on various issues. They report those numbers to the boss. And that's the real power of this. If you send a letter off on your on your own uh, without our system, you, you're, you could be very much alone. But if you're doing it with us, you're joining with uh, with hundreds and, and usually thousands of other people sending your message and making it clear where you stand. I'm, I use the Downsize DC uh, system on a regular basis. You send out emails several times a week and uh, you know it, it let me know about issues that are important to me, people who believe in liberty. And I notice that I get responses from my Congress critters every single time. They uh, they send back a response immediately, and then they send often. They'll they'll use my tax dollars to send me some letter explaining to me why they're not going to do what I'm asking them to do. <laughs> and um, I, you know, I I know they're getting what I send them. And that's the first step. You know, this is a process. It's going to take some time. We we do not look at every one of these issues that we're fighting as if this is the last battle and we're going to we, we have to win this one. Every every political battle we enter, we seek to emerge on the other side bigger and stronger than we were before we started. That's our number one goal, because we want to win the war. We, we have a long term vision for getting to the point where we have an army so large that Congress cannot afford to ignore it. And so big, by the way, that we can also get the message out everywhere every day. We what you guys are doing here is very, very important. We need more of this kind of activity where there is just this message is just out there and everybody sees liberty as mainstream. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I think the New Hampshire Free State Project is such a valuable concept because we're getting more people together in the same place so as to make the ideas much more mainstream. And if you've got a bunch of liberty activists in one area, that's better than having a handful of liberty activists. And we've got hundreds of people that have already made the move here to New Hampshire. And it's been a couple of years since you've been here, uh, Jim, and things just keep getting better Year after year, yes, they do. And you know, I'm glad you brought that up because you know we're sitting here. You know, Nullify Now is this event that's going on. The Tenth Amendment Center is this growing organization that people should check out. Uh, You guys have been growing and making progress. I mean, you go back to 2000 and think about how many entrepreneurial, libertarian, uh, and and market anarchist type groups there were out there. Where were they? I mean, it's now there's like a whole vibrant movement that's coming along. People are Mm -hmm. being very entrepreneurial. They're getting the job done, like you guys have done here at Free Talk Live, DownsizeDC.org. There's all these different things that are coming up and and and, and, and Free State Project. I'm very excited. It's a very different time from what it was several years ago, even from what it was just a couple of years ago. It's true. 
Things just keep getting uh, better as, as, of course, as commun- uh, communication improves. You've got Facebook now, which we didn't have uh, five years ago, and that's kind of really starting to change how uh, people interact, become the number two most popular website on the Internet. And they say now, if you don't, if you don't put your event on Facebook, it's not real. <laughs> right. Well, I hear that uh, relationships are made and broken right there on Facebook. Yeah. Like a relationship isn't one until it's on Facebook. Until it's mentioned on and Facebook. And it's, yeah. it, it's not over until it's uh, <laughs> you know killed on Facebook. So, um, are you on Facebook, Jim? Yes, I am. Okay, I'm gonna have to look for you there because I don't think I don't think you're on my friends list. I think yet. I'm one of the main uh, uh, draws or whatever the, the recruiters for your cause, Downsize DC. So um, I've I've used Facebook. Facebook uh, pretty pretty handily to uh, to grow the, the the crew of Downsize DC on Facebook. So Thank you very much. We'll tell you more about nearly uh, ten thousand people there. The Porcupine Freedom Festival is coming up. By the way, this summer we'll tell you more about that here in a little bit. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Now, one of the things that I think is really important to do if you're in the liberty movement is to embrace the idea of nonviolence, to embrace the ideas of peace as your means in order to achieve the ends that we all seek. Because we want to be left alone. We want to have people no longer be aggressed against. I think I, think I can speak for all three of us here by saying that, uh, that aggression's real bad, and it's not nice to aggress against peaceful people. And it sure would be nice if that stopped. Well, and there are so many other options that are that are much more tactically efficient for us to be pursuing at the moment too. It's 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 stupid for us to to uh, to go to violence. That 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 is very counterproductive as well. And if you spend your time talking about well, if the federal government does this or does that, then I'm just gonna go out. You know, guns ablazing, smoking right. every fetty I see. You know, then you spend your time thinking about that. That's what you're focused on. That's what mm-hmm. you've created in the world. And you're turning off other people who may be open to the message otherwise. Right. Now, there are and, plenty and, of... And you don't leave room for yourself to really create nope. something new no, towards all liberty. All, yeah, all you're doing is you're focusing on the destruction. It's eating you up inside. I mean, I had, I had that kind of anger for a very so long time. And it is not constructive. And I could have been this guy in Alaska that I'm going to tell you about here. We had uh, we had a discussion about this last week where uh, some of the militia members from what they called the Peacemakers Militia, ironically enough, uh, out in Alaska had been arrested for multiple conspiracy charges like conspiracy to commit murder against federal judges and conspiracy to do all kinds of manner of, you know, horrific, violent uh, things. Now, I don't think conspiracy is a real charge. I think that uh, it's 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 bunk uh, that's used to go after political enemies for the most part uh, so i don't believe that this this man and his associates should be in a jail cell and how many of, times are these guys these kind of guys that do say or do these kind of things are they just all talk to you right know? well when they came for them nothing happened they right. went peacefully which is good i mean i'm glad that they didn't right. uh, get violent uh, but they were talking about it and unfortunately that is, is again that negativity so that how do you know they were talking about it well i don't know for sure right i mean obviously i haven't heard the audio recordings but the claim is that the feds have audio recordings of meetings of these individuals and what they what it was that they were how did they acquire these these recordings was the fed part of the conspiracy not the federal government i'm sorry if i said the fed i meant the federal government okay uh, the federal agents uh were in were involved well, i mean because here. frequently what they'll do is they'll actually start pr- providing supplies they'll give you ideas True. for plans they'll, yep. they'll say hey we we actually know a guy who can make a real good bomb for you and and you know after a while you know they've they've kind of got these people hooked in and built up and worked up absolutely uh, they there's no doubt that we've seen example after example of how they essentially gin up violence they create uh the violent opportunities for these people to go out and 
and you know push a plunger and expect a, a bomb to blow up, but in point of fact, it it hasn't actually been connected <laughs> to anything. I just had a vision of Wiley e. Coyote yeah. there. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that, that's when the indictment just rolls out the front of the uh, the, the plunger, right? But in in most many of those cases, you don't end up seeing uh, you know you don't end up having four or five people that are arrested. It's recently been like one or two mm-hmm. uh, folks. In this case, there's a whole group of people, and it does sound like they had a federal agent infiltrate the group by the way the indictments are written. They name the individuals who are being charged, and then they also name a militia member right. who is unnamed, and I presume that's and, the informant. And that's the important part. If you're talking about these situations where, oh, if the federal government does this or if they do that, I'm going to turn into Yosemite Siam on them. Um, if, if you do that, then you open the door for the, when these feds do come in uh, for, for them to, 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 to infiltrate your group and to you know get people all excited about things like this. And, so, and, and that's it. I'll share some of these allegations here in a moment, uh, just as an example of why it is I can't get behind this guy. Because some of the people in the Liberty Movement, uh, including Catherine Bleich, who's going to be at the Nullify Now event tomorrow, have been saying, you need to stand by Schaefer well, Cox. I don't want bad things for do Schaefer it. Cox. I can't stand by him, though. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. If any of these allegations are true, and there's a good chance they are, it's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything you want, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. And those features include our uh, archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Again, the, the last week's worth at the top of the page, and then you click into the archive section, go all the way back to late 2006, all for free, freetalklive.com. If you're looking at setting up your own website, you need to check out HostGator. HostGator will make it easy for you to make your own .com domain name. They've got templates there for you to use, and they have uh, site builder tools. They've got more than 4,500 templates. And whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com can host you. You'll get a 99.9% uptime guarantee, a 45-day money-back guarantee, and 24-7 technical support. And your first month completely free if you use the portal that we've created for HostGator, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. Again, it's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. Com. So Jim Babka is here with us uh, from DownsizedDC.org, going to be speaking at the Nullify Now event tomorrow in Manchester and uh, presumably at some of the other events that will be, ha- be Scheduled having. for Minneapolis as of right now All right, as well. Great. Good. We'll give more pe- uh, people more information about Nullify Now here in a little bit. But I want to focus on the situation in Alaska where some people, about five people, have been arrested 
uh, for various conspiracy-related charges involving possibly committing murder uh, against uh, federal agents and state troopers and, and things like that. And I have the actual uh, indictments here, the criminal complaints against these individuals, specifically Schaefer Cox, who is the most, I guess, visible and, and known personalities of this uh, this particular group of folks. So I just want to share some of this with you, again, just to kind of give you an idea for how bad this really appears to be and how bad it will look for the liberty movement if you decide to go down this road of violence. Uh, we're fortunate right now that this ha- this story hasn't broken into the mainstream. It hasn't broken much beyond uh, Fairbanks, Alaska, where it's going on. Maybe that's because Alaska's like, you know, a world away from the rest of the country. Um, that's why a secession movement would be a really good idea for those folks. Yeah, I agree, and I'm glad that I'm really glad that it's not happening here in New Hampshire because the damage, con- you know, damage control would be very difficult uh, with with people like this. Now, of course, you can point out, as Jim has done, that uh, the federal government is known for for encouraging violence uh, by these uh, groups of of individuals that are dissatisfied with what's going on in this country. That uh, they give them the opportunities, they give them the weapons, they give them the encouragement, even cash, in order to encourage this, so they can swoop in and save the day at the very last moment and i have my you know i certainly have a problem with that, with those particular tactics however if you are of a peaceful mindset and somebody comes along and starts attempting to encourage you to do violence then it won't work on you if it's if it's your mindset that peace is the way uh, to peace instead of violence being the way to peace then somebody coming along and suggesting you blow up a bomb or start assassinating people is uh, it's just not it's going to fall on dead ears if somebody comes here to Keene, New Hampshire and starts talking like that, they're going to be told by the people that I know in this community, this peaceful community of activists, that we don't want to hear it, that we're not interested in supporting it, and we don't want to be around those those kinds of people. We don't want to be around you if you're going to be talking about you know, cre- creating a violent situation against these people. Yeah, it's definitely not going anywhere. And I understand that you're angry, and I understand that it seems it feels like it's justified because they are aggressors. The government is aggressing against people, and so you can justify it in your mind by saying that well, they're aggressing, and so it's just def- defensive violence. We're just defending ourselves. Sure, it's easy. It's easy to justify, but it's wrong. It's wrong well, from. A, I don't know if it's wrong, but it it's is certainly not going to work. It's I wrong will, from a moral perspective. You're lowering yourself to their level. I, I You're using I their tools. That, I, I disagree that that's um, necessarily true. If there's a a bad person out there aggressing against you and your family, then it's your right to defend against it. However. If a defending by defending against that that person, you put back the very movement that you're trying to propagate, the liberty movement, and you don't succeed in getting and accomplishing your goals. I would call it inexpedient. These aren't Highly your average aggressors. These aren't your average individual aggressors. It's, it's a gang of aggressors that has a legitimacy aspect. That doesn't to it. make it immoral. Well, I, I think it's wrong to lower yourself to their level. I think it's wrong to choose violence it's as your inexpedient. tool. You're, you're taking uh, their lessons. You're using their tools and their tactics. And I think that we should rise above that. Well, and, so. you know, and, and with, according to news reports here, this, the, Mr. Cox, who was involved in this, had a what was called a two for one. And that's literally the number two, the number four, the number right. one retaliation plan, which stood for two for one. Every time something happened to one of their people that they would kill or kidnap two state officials uh, so that, you know, he was actually... I don't know, involved in planning to get people who maybe weren't even directly involved or weren't the individual aggressors in his case. I, I mean, I, that's that's a real know, problem. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't see how that's defendable. I really don't. Even if they are the uh, the aggressors, the aggressors deserve forgiveness. They they deserve to you know be even though they're doing wrong, they, they don't deserve to to have 
their lives taken from Look, them. An aggressor doesn't deserve anything. However, I think that mercy and forgiveness is, are good choices. They're I'm powerful not, tools. Yeah, I'm yeah. not prepared to call this behavior immoral. I am prepared to call it uh, you know, foolish. I'm prepared to call it inexpedient. I'm prepared to call it ineffective. I'm prepared to call it a bad idea. I'm not prepared to call it in a, I- immoral. When would you say it becomes a good idea? Is there any point? At what point? You know, at some point, the government, um, when it is just, when you're talking about, uh, you know, Custer descending upon the uh, the Indians, when you're talking about the uh, Hitler and the Jews, when you're talking about the the the, the Tutsis being sl- uh, slaughtered in, in Rwanda, when you're talking about situations like that, you know, when you're just talking about wholesale slaughter. Fine. You can try to use a weapon in order to get away, but I don't think you can fight them. So to bring you up to speed, uh, Cox was being gone after by the state government in Alaska for a bunch of nonsense. Uh, he had he'd carried a concealed weapon in the presence of a police officer, and apparently there's some law in Alaska that requires law. people who are carrying concealed, who do not have to have a permit in Alaska, uh, people who are just carrying concealed have to report that they have a gun to any nearby police officers. Because he didn't do that, he was arrested on that charge. He thought it was bunk, and I agree with him on that point. He thought it was bunk and refused to appear at his trial as a result of the fact that he believed that he was not going to go. There's another thing that is inexpedient. Just he, deciding that their trial doesn't mean anything. He believed that uh, he shouldn't have to appear because it's a bunch of nonsense that they were going after him for. And, of course, we all know what happens when you don't appear at their trial. I agree. I think it's stupid that you have to show up at their nonsense kangaroo courts. But I also know that they're going to aggress against me further if I don't. And, indeed, they put out another uh, a bench warrant for his arrest because he didn't appear. And so so that's when a lot of the talk started happening about planning this two-for-one uh, thing that you mentioned, Jim, because they knew that they were going to come. He didn't show up to the trial, so they knew that at some point the Stadies were going to come for him, and that's why they put together this plan. According to the indictment here, uh, they had meetings between the individuals who were arrested and another militia member, which I believe is the Fed on how they would respond to the anticipated attempts to arrest Cox after he did not appear for his trial. Uh, they were they always claim this in this document, that the meeting was lawfully recorded by the FBI through technological means available to them. They don't actually get into specifics as to how they uh, they did that. That's a plant. Uh, as the February, at the February 12th meeting, Cox specifically unveiled his two-for-one plan, which called for his militia to respond to attempts to arrest or kill him by responding against state court or law enforcement targets with twice the force and consequences consequences as happened to him or his family if he was arrested two state targets would be kidnapped if he was killed two state targets would be killed if his house was taken two state houses would be burned that's now that i think that is aggression there's more coming up. talking about any anybody being from the state being kidnapped where do you hear what he says about women and children in a moment 800 to, or allegedly said they again they claim they have audio of this it's pretty hard to fake audio so uh, more coming up here at free talk live Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from Maine to Hawaii. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Thank you. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. We invite you to our website where the features are free for you. We've got our mobile site. If you've got a smartphone, you can just go to m.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our live streams and our podcast. That's m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. And get ready, because the biggest liberty-oriented event of 2011 is happening this summer, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, June 20th through the 26th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. If you've never been to New Hampshire, if you love liberty, you owe it to yourself to make the trek to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There are hundreds of... Of like-minded, over 800 people attended last year. Hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people, all hanging out at the same campground. Everything from live musical performances to family fun to agorism and action. All kinds of liberty-oriented stuff going to be happening. Parties, of course, campfires, the whole deal. Inevitably, there's going to be some rain. Uh, but it's always a blast, and I look forward to it every single year. We're going to be broadcasting live there this year, as we have done in the years prior. And you can go to porkfest.com to get registered today. In fact, you should get registered sooner rather than later because you don't want to miss out on the early bird discounted pricing. Uh, you can also get an extra discount by using our coupon code, which is Free Talk Live with no spaces, just Free Talk Live as a discount code. Uh, you'll save twenty percent on your early bird registration so go to porkfest.com p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t.com get registered and get on up here to new hampshire and experience what it's like to be around hundreds of other like-minded liberty-oriented people that are not just uh, liberty in mindset but also willing to do something about achieving liberty in our lifetime and also do something peaceful uh, to achieve liberty in our lifetime. One thing that is is not tolerated, at least by my friends and I in this in this particular community of liberty lovers, is talk about violence and engaging in violence uh, against the state. I got no problem with monkey wrenching. You know, if you want to throw some monkey wrenches in, like, you know, by not taking a plea bargain or doing all kinds of things to non-cooperate with the system, I love monkey wrenching. But violence? No, it's absolutely forbidden as far as I'm concerned. I don't want to hear about it. I'm not interested in being, you know, your friend if that's what you're talking about. And so we're giving you kind of an example here tonight of how not to do activism, what not to do. And uh, we're looking to the Alaska Peacemakers Militia as an example. Of Ironic what, title. Yeah, of what not to do. And Schaefer Cox is one of the uh, individuals who was arrested in this group of five people that were arrested for plotting violence against government agents in Alaska. As Cox was expected to be arrested on a, on a warrant for not a, appearing at a trial. Now, to be fair, the trial was a bunch of nonsense uh, based on a a you know crap charge but these government agents take their nonsense seriously and they will come and take you away from your family and take your life if they have to we started the show off talking about that with bernard von nothaus the same situation i mean you know he he didn't take the law seriously in this case either he really did believe that he was in the right he is in the right but that doesn't necessarily matter to the state nope they'll do whatever they want to do right and so I understand their frustration, and I understand their anger. I've been there. That's why I said I could have been this guy. He's 26 years old, about the same age before I uh, I, I kind of lost my anger when I was when I was 27. Uh, that that was around. you remember the exact day, right? Not the exact day. Oh. Well, I still I still struggle with this stuff. But being up in here in New Hampshire, where things are happening for liberty, you have a sense of hope. And you know, with downsized DC, you see things happening. You see your organization having some 
some kind of effect. Well, the claim but, was this guy was having an effect. They had a what they called the Liberty Bell system, which was very sounded very similar to our Porcupine 411, where you could leave a message and people would show up to assist. The claim was that this guy had a whole lot of people behind him uh, that were on his side. If you've got a whole lot of people, then you should have you should be able to have hope. You shouldn't be gathering together and plotting mass violence. Uh, and that's if, the, if just the direction anything, of your thinking. If you matters. don't see anything happening, even if you've got this this you know the Pork 411 is great, but it isn't liberty. It's no. just a phone system, and so you know fabulous. But, it, but, but my point is, he had a movement. If he's got, if it's not just him and his five buddies, if it's him and you know dozens of other people, then that's the all the more track, reason man. to have a peaceful movement, right? It's the track that's wrong. It's the mindset that's wrong. It's the you know destructive negative mentality. So let me well, continue. You, here. you know, if you're going to go, go with the course of nonviolence, part of that has to be patience. There has Absolutely. to be oh, yes. absolute commitment to patience. This takes a long time. This is a the Free State Project is a lifetime project. I mean, yeah. I would love to see things move twice as fast as they're moving, uh, but I'm, I'm I'd rather be here with these awesome people than down in Florida with a handful of folks that sit around and bitch about you know what's wrong. So, uh, but I'd rather be with people that bitch than people that <laughs> plan violence. And that's what we're talking about here: how not to do activism. So they're talking about this two for one plan where whatever the state agents were to do to uh, to Cox and his family, whether it be a arrest him or kill him or whatever, that the militia, his militia members would retaliate with uh, twice the force. So if they uh, they took his house from him, they'd burn down two houses. If they killed him, they'd kill two agents. Which, by the way, is, um, you know, not only is that an aggression against people who didn't necessarily do anything, if you if the, the, the police come and kill your your dog, going out and killing the meter maid's dog does isn't a commensurate, uh, you know, that, that isn't justice. Even if you killed the police officer's dog, an eye for an eye only makes the whole world blind, Mark. Which is why I highly uh, dis, you know, I think that violence is not the solution. I agree that it's not a solution. Uh, so Cox spent a considerable amount of time logically in his mind. This back to the uh, this is the indictment, the criminal complaint against him in justifying his actions, stating that. At this point, again, they claim they have audio of all this. At this point, without any further provocation, he would be well within his rights to drill Superior Court Judge McConaughey in his forehead. Technological means uh, available to them. They blah, 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 blah. So they were recording this conversation probably with an informant. Uh, he said that uh, he signed that order saying, I can't talk the Constitution. The law requires me to resist him by all means necessary. At this meeting, Cox referred to his situation as war. Arrest me and we arrest two of them. Kill one of us. We kill two of them. We have to make it a bad bargain. Later, Cox advised that if they, the government, takes one of our homes, we'll burn two of theirs. Uh, they, when asked which two targets would be picked out for retaliation by the militia, Cox says to take those who authorized it or who failed to prevent it. At another point, the trooper who did it, the trooper who authorized it later, and the judge who authorized it. Later, Cox talks about how even the state's law authorized any force necessary to stop a person from committing a felony. So he's telling himself, essentially, that he's authorized by law in order to, uh, like, he believes that the law tells him that he can do these things. Well, you can believe the law tells, uh, you know, the law is stuff written down by politicians uh, for cops to, to obey, and that's what's going to happen. The law really has nothing to do with protecting you. I know a lot of people believe that, but it, it's really not about uh, you and, and, and that kind of thing. I think that this whole using the law, conforming the law in order to, that citizens might get more freedom, that just doesn't make much sense to me. Cox informs them that uh, there are plenty of cases where people shot cops with authority and admonishes his command staff that quote i know you're ready to die but you also have to be ready to kill unquote 
Later on the uh, in the meeting, he acknowledges his militia was not yet strong enough to execute Plan 2 for 1 more than once and sustain viability, and that because of that, at this point, they needed to avoid using it if they can and to train to make it a sustainable ability later. He then directed his command staff to get a Twitter account, and as that would be how he would initiate the plan when it is time. He, and so you know, the story uh, continues on here where... They were running surveillance on some of the properties of these uh, federal agents. Uh, later on in the day, he met with a militia member to provide more information on the plan. He asked the member, this is again, when they, ever, when they don't name the, the person, this it's likely the federal agent, to come to his house. Uh, at approximately 6 p.m., he arrived at the residence. It was uh, recorded. The meeting, Cox shows the militia member on a map where certain government agents live. He also describes where a state judge and another trooper live in his neighborhood, references that he can get a list of all targets with surveillance information. Uh, so, again, again, it just goes on and on with all kinds of allegations about what this guy had to say, ostensibly all recorded on audio somehow by this uh, this particular federal agent. And it's just, it's so cold. There's one point in here, and I don't have any way of, of highlighting this. This It's like a scanned document, basically. Uh, there's one point in here where he talks about if women and children uh, get in the way that, you know, he wouldn't advocate killing women and children, but if they get in the way... That you should just go ahead and do it, and that's the that's the Oklahoma City thing. Um, you know, T- Timothy McVeigh. I'm sure he felt he had his reasons, right? He goes and blows up the Oklahoma City building, kills uh, some kids that are there, the government uh, employees' kids that are there being uh, you know babysat, and. I'm sure that there are people out there that will justify it. Ah, they're collateral damage in a war against the state, or whatever it is that these folks are saying, but. It's ugly, man. Now, it wasn't just him. He's there with about four or five other associates, and they are also saying similarly uh, instigative things, very violent uh, statements. And so they're all feeding off of one another. So you put, you take one person who's violent, you've got a problem. You take a bunch of them and you put them together, and then they just feed off I, of one another. I don't another. think they'd carry out their plans, Ian, if they didn't More have each other in. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up what you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. And uh, you can, of course, help support the show by shopping with Free Talk Live through our links. That'll take you to Amazon over at shop.freetalklive.com. You just go there, click on the Amazon you would like to sh- uh, at which you'd like to shop, uh, U.S., U.K., Canada, Germany. We've got all those. Uh, you click through, and then at that point, whatever you buy, Free Talk Live will get a portion of the sale. So start your shopping through our links over at shop.freetalklive.com. We're sharing with you how not 
to uh, uh, behave if you are in the uh, liberty movement because uh, it's incredibly counterproductive, as uh, Mark pointed out, and really just bad uh, PR and I think just a bad idea uh, from a moral perspective uh, anyways, and that is to uh, to advocate violence as a solution to violence. Uh, we've seen that violence begets violence, that uh, violence, even when it does succeed in throwing out some despot, uh, usually ends up in having another despot uh, replace that despot or a group of, of, uh, of despots. So, uh, so to achieve liberty in our lifetime, I think peace is going to be the only means that will be be, uh, will be workable. And so we're sharing with you some of the indictment, the criminal complaint against Schaefer Cox and some of uh, his associates in Alaska, the Fairbanks, Alaska area, as uh, Cox was being prosecuted for a bunch of nonsense charges uh, by or at least one nonsense charge by the state government for carrying a gun without telling the police who were nearby that he was carrying a gun, which is apparently illegal. He didn't show up for trial. And then as a result, the bench warrant was issued. He and his militia buddies were planning on some sort of violent retaliation in the event that the cops were to come and arrest uh, Cox, which is an inevitability. I mean, if you don't show up at court, eventually they're going to find you. So that means he's choosing this fight. I mean, literally, that's what it means. Well, I mean, no one chooses to have the state aggress against them. No, they, but he, but it's already the the die's already cast, and he doesn't show up for the bench warrant. I mean, he, you know, he's saying that they're the aggressor at that point. I mean, he's looking, he's looking for them to come get him. He knows right. something's going to happen, and he's planning violence with right. his friends. I, I'm not going to try to uh, absolve the state of its responsibility of the individuals working for it. But if you go into a lion cage wearing a uh, a, 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 a T- meat suit, yeah, a T bone steak g string, like, and you get attacked, well, okay. You got attacked. Um, you know, I, I feel terrible for you. So, again, we have this issue where one person on their own advocating violence, usually that, that person may be an agent provocateur, maybe attempting to uh, get other people to do the violent acts that he's suggesting. But when you've got multiple people together, uh, they feed off of one another. Mm-hmm. And at this point, again, we can't read this whole thing. It's 17 pages long. Uh, but at one point, they meet on February 19th, where the other individuals who are arrested, Lonnie Vernon, Karen Vernon, uh, Col- and Coleman Barney are with Schaefer Cox, where Lonnie uh, Vernon begins going on a rant against Cox for not taking care of business and for getting Vernon in the middle of his S-storm, tells Cox he's no longer welcome to continue staying at his house. He essentially was hiding out, uh, you know, attempting to avoid the uh, the police and attempting to avoid arrest, advising that when the cops come to his house looking for him, that the cops are going to die, and probably you and me too. Vernon then castigates Cox for not having a prearranged plan for hiding out, like having already identified a cabin off the grid someplace stocked with provisions where he could remain from some time. After the rant, the Vernons leave the meeting, and the meeting soon thereafter disintegrates. A militia member goes with Cox to the home of the Vernons to retrieve his his gear and returns with them and their gear to Coleman Barney's residence. While in transit, uh, they both Cox and his wife wear bulletproof vests and possess two assault rifles and thousands of rounds of ammunition. When Cox and family arrive back at the Barney residence, he tries to regroup with Coleman Barney and another command member about the events of the early meeting. You know, I see nothing wrong with these people wearing, um, you know, protective gear. I see nothing wrong with them having uh, weapons to protect themselves. I see nothing wrong with them having ammunition for those weapons. None of those things are bad. But you can imagine what it looks like to the average CNN viewer. Cox reiterates that the militia, well, you know what their intentions were with those, was if they were to be pulled over, it would be a gunfight. Yeah. And how will that look uh, to, to people that are watching it? Will look it? real bad. Cox reiterates the militia would be morally justified in rolling the judges' heads. 
Those are quotes. Right. Uh, there, right, there you go. Right now, he says, but he's not motivated by killing them just for the sake of killing them. The militia member asks what would initiate Plan 2 for 1, and Cox says that it goes into play when the scale is no longer tipping in our favor. He says 2 for 1 is not sustainable at this point. We're close, but not there yet, he says. And the militia needed more. How, how is he close? You know, I mean, in, in the word command structure keeps appearing in here, too. It sounds like he's got a lot of insubordination in his very tiny ranks. Right. Like, he's a he's a little tin pot dictator, a little uh, he, he fancies himself to be who, a little who, does, bit, who, who doesn't have a tin pot or a window to throw it out of? Right. In, indeed. None of none of these things. And you think you're going to carry on a sustained uh, military operation against the United States military? Because if it doesn't work against this, uh, if you somehow you manage to best the Alaskan state police, believe me, I know who's coming next. And they, <laughs> they're not going to have any problem with your little group of people. Cox then reiterates, uh, however, that if they take our kids two for one instantly. Now, remember, if you're just tuning in, their two for one plan was to uh, double up the violence against the state agents. So if they take their kids, then they go and they take two of the kids from the, the state agents or twice one. as many kids as as they take from from the, the militia folks. Uh, a militia member then says that he's not into killing women and children. Cox responds that he would, quote, would not target a woman or child, but if their kids get killed in the process, so be it. Cox also states that I don't desire that people suffer for suffering's sake, but if it gets the point across, I'm not against sending someone's head in a box. Okay, so now if you're sitting there in that meeting and you hear those things said, that's the that's that should have been, by that point, if you haven't picked up the other cues, that should be the final cue that you need to get up and leave that meeting. You, should, you need to object and say this isn't what I want to be a part of. And, and we need, actually need to be vigilant of the fact that there are agent provocateurs showing up at liberty-oriented meetings, at the Free State Project, at Nullify Now, mm-hmm. whatever. These people are there. And I, you know, I had an experience with this uh, about six months ago going to a Nullify Now event. We had a guy. We don't know whether he was an agent provocateur or not, but he was saying some things that, that made us very nervous. And It I doesn't ended, matter. I ended the conversation. I yeah. just said, you know what? I, I didn't want any kind of tape rolling of me trying to empathize with this guy, sympathize with them. You know, at first I tried to say, hey, look, I think you're going the wrong direction here. But when it was clear he was trying to lead me in a direction, I... There's, there's no way he's going to get taped that he's going to be able to take back on me. It's well, just not going to happen. Well, right. Well, it, is, it doesn't matter. You're not planning violence. You're nope. not interested in that. Nope. And so it doesn't matter whether they are an agent or they're just somebody who's crazy. Right. Uh, it just, I, in fact, I don't angry. know why he, after hearing my speech, why he thought I would be interested in what he had to say. That was like yeah. the, you know, kind of the bewildering thing. Well, I think they, again, whether he was or not, maybe he was or maybe he was just somebody who's so angry he wants to have people uh, get on board with him. I don't know and I don't care. If someone shows up in my uh, movement here in, and it's not my movement, but the movement of liberty activists. No, it is. It here, is your movement. I mean, you, everybody I should take it, ownership. Though. No, everybody yeah. should take ownership right, and, but I don't from their standpoint them. that that you know, we kind of guard the border, so to speak. If people are going to come in and behave this way, you're not welcome here. And, and I'm going to take it upon myself to help you feel unwelcome here. I won't go that extreme right away. I will talk to the person. That's I what I did exp- in this case, too. Right. I'll, I'll sit down with this, this person. We had one instance of somebody like this in Keene show up and was very angry, was uh, you know saying very mean things to the government people. And I understood the anger. And I talked to him about that. And I talked to him about how I, I understood. And I can empathize with that mm-hmm. because I have been that way Oh, in I the absolutely past. understand. And I explained that this is not the road I'm going down now. Right. And I don't want to be around people who are. And that I would hope that he would change his mind about his tactics. And I believe that he has. I believe that because he's around a community of people that will not feed into that, that will not pander to that mentality, that we rubbed off on him. 
him. Our peaceful mentality rubbed off on him, and he's still around, and he's much more... I was talking with him today, as a matter of fact, and he he was talking about the negativity, and I said, you can relate to that, can't you? And he, he was like, yeah, absolutely, because he's been, he's been there, too. Right. And, and as That's Mark good. said, there's still times when I feel angry, oh, yeah. but when I notice that happening about myself, I, I try to move away from that, uh, from those feelings, and I certainly don't want to associate well, with Well, at least try like to that. turn them into something constructive. I mean, Mark's yeah. point is very right. I mean, it, this, this is a destructive action. There's nothing that will be gained or advanced by this. Nothing. It's not creative in any way. So creative is Nullify Now, and that's something that is going to be in a, a creative process happening tomorrow with all kinds of people. You, uh, Tom Woods, and some other folks are going to be speaking there. Uh, we'll be talking about a variety of different topics, but focusing on the idea of state governments and individuals nullifying the federal government and their tyranny. And in peaceful, by peaceful means. By peaceful means. So uh, people can go to nullifynow.com. It's not just happening in Manchester, New Hampshire. It's happening across the country. There are different dates. Get the details on the event there. And, and Mark and, will be there, too. And indeed, I'm going to emcee the event. I'd like to, not just peaceful means, but means that are legal and have been the rights of citizens for more than uh, more than 200 years. And these aren't means that the, that the powers that be are happy with. I mean, they're not, they're not happy with nullification. Not. They're calling us names. They're trying to attack us. There's always trying, they're, they're, they are trying to oppress us. But... You know, we'll keep coming back and we'll keep asserting. And every time we come back, we're going to be bigger. And that's what we're seeing in every one of these things. You guys are growing here at Free Talk. Nullify Now, this 10th Amendment Center is growing. DownsizedDC.org is growing. There's, there's things happening right now. There is, I, I, from somebody, take it from somebody who's been at this now for 15 years. Things are so much different, so much better. We've made so much progress that wasn't available. We could have even dreamed of 15 years ago. All right, I know that you're going to have fun meeting all the, a lot of the New Hampshire uh, Liberty personalities that are up here. I know a bunch yep. of them will be in attendance there yep. uh, tomorrow. So thanks for coming on the show Hey, tonight. it was a blast. I was glad to do this here in studio. You've been up for like since 3 a.m. or something, so you're pretty tired. Yeah. You're going to head out. But we'll continue here with hour number three uh, in moments. That's Jim Babka from DownsizedDC.org. See him tomorrow in Manchester at Nullify Now. You can go to NullifyNow.com to get more about that. And you can see him later on because it'll be in other places across the country uh, down the line. More coming up. Free talk. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, Let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You take control at 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where we give you the features completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening is Ian. And Mark. And uh, we're going to continue taking your phone calls here. Let's talk to Mark listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Hello, Mark. Good afternoon, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope it doesn't come to violence, but uh, I figured for the longest it'd just be a matter of time until they, they press people too far. I imagine they're probably trying to see how much crap they have to pull to make people come out. I'm sure that the people who plot this kind of nonsense, the empire builders of the world, are, uh, are expecting reactions like this, and so they, they want to see if their measures were accurate on how much crap they'd have to pull to make it happen. I hope it doesn't come to that, but uh, I don't know. What is it going to take to make these guys stop? 
Well, I think that um, peaceful non-cooperation and civil disobedience. I think that those I'm working things. Working on that. I'm, everybody around here is scared to death to even go to a website and put their name on. I heard you, yep. man. And those same people aren't ready to pick up guns to fight the government. If you if you have enough people that can actually t- pick up guns to fight the government, you have you enough, enough people. Civil disobedience. To, to, there's people in my neighborhood that are armed, and they don't talk about any such thing. But I imagine if the if there was an invasion or something. No telling what had happened. On, on New Year's and the 4th of July, I hear mega gunfire that night. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, I don't encourage that sort of thing. But if it happens, uh, I can't say I'd be surprised. Well, no, I'm never surprised by it. I mean, I don't blame people for being angry, and it never is a surprise when somebody snaps and goes off the deep end. We've, we've talked about stories. There was one guy uh, like a year or so ago who walked into a city council meeting and just started firing at the uh, city councilors and the mayor, uh, attempting to take out as many as he could. And that was someone that they had pushed and pushed and pushed and had, you know, just destroyed the man's business, basically, and destroyed his life. And, uh, you know, I don't. I don't blame people for being upset, and I don't. Uh, I'm I understand. glad they're upset. I don't want to take them that far. I just got a ticket. It's not been two weeks since my license plates expired on a couple of my vehicles, and they're already over here. I got a letter in the day in the mail today saying I got to send them fifty dollars because I have two vehicles that aren't plated. So I put them inside my fence and put a padlock on the fence. I'll buy the plates and put them on there, but I'm going to make it look like they don't have plates. And I'm going to set them up, and it's going to be a media circus. If they come in there and tell my vehicles when it's plated. That's the answer. Media and, and set them up, you know, get, get yeah. them caught in a little reverse sting, embarrass them, make them look bad, get it all on video, and publicize it as much as you possibly can. I'm going to go on. I never thought I'd sign up for Facebook and MySpace. I thought that was all a bunch of teeny <laughs> bopping nonsense, but it seems to have a function nowadays. No, it's a useful, it's a useful tool. There's Facebook no doubt. is. Facebook is. MySpace <laughs> is dead, uh, from what I can tell. But, hey, thanks for the call, Mark. I appreciate it. From you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and that's that the, lawsuit for MySpace is probably being drawn up right now. It's worth to worth it to point out that this is what they want. They do want people to snap and yeah. go and be violent with them because it gives them the excuse to be more violent in response and to create more of a police state mm-hmm. and to put more regulations and controls on our lives. Every every bit of violence that is used against the state is always turned around, you know, tenfold against the people that were doing the violence and against the rest. Of us, even though we had nothing to do with it, and that's why I say I'm so glad that uh, the Schaefer Cox character and his supporters, his militia buddies, are out in Alaska and not here in New Hampshire because it would be a huge PR issue. It would. Uh, if this happened in the Free State Project, it'd be terrible. Terrible right. for the Free State Project. So instead, we've got all kinds of positive, peaceful things happening here, both inside the system, with incredible successes happening this week in the New Hampshire State House, mm-hmm. which is you know going to be a real buoying factor for people to say, wow, there's actually something going on uh, there. And of course, the 420 celebration started up again here in Keene this week, so the civil disobedience is uh, continuing to uh, to build, and non-cooperation, we saw that happen this week with a, the very first trial of a free stater. Jim Johnson was put on trial this week. You and I both attended that, Mark, which yep. spent an entire day. The state government spent an entire day, because it was the county, they work with the state, uh, spent an entire day prosecuting this man in court. For, and, for carrying a, a cardboard sword around the county jail in protest. Right. And they'd, they'd been, to the, been to county jails all across the state and done all kinds of stuff in these protests. And for whatever reason, they felt like going after him on this time. And the guy, the, the prosecutor, Jim sped this trial trial up the prosecutor had enough questions he said pages and pages pages and pages of questions it was dragging on and on and basically they just stipulated some things so the guy didn't have to to ask these questions it could have been a three-day trial can you imagine Well, it's already been a full day, and the jurors are still deliberating so we're coming back they don't want to lose this because they they don't want to say the free staters beat us so 
I, I don't know what's going to happen. And the deliberation's still going on. That's right. It's going to go on into Monday. So the more people that we have together non-cooperating with the state, the more people that we have together getting active inside the political system, the more people that we have doing civil disobedience, the more people that we have doing media all together in the same place, the more effective this movement will become and never without having to and without having to fire a single shot or do anything violent against them. You know, and I'm not trying to recruit from the Schaefer Cox crew or anything like that, but it just baffles me how somebody can be ready to to, to pick up an automatic weapon and to uh, go at it with the uh, the state cops, you know, Wolverines, you know, mm. go 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 out fighting when they won't pick up and move their life to New Hampshire. I mean, if you're willing to die or spend the rest of your life in prison, it would seem like New Hampshire's still a step up from those two options, right? Yeah. But I I, I don't I don't get it. Have they not heard the message? Does, is is, is it know. the peaceful re, peaceful evolution part that yeah, gets? Maybe to they them? just don't want to be around a bunch of peaceniks. Uh, they don't, don't want to. I mean, because there are plenty of people that that have guns here in this movement. Oh, all, yeah. all kinds of uh, gun rights advocates. Uh, again, as we mentioned, the New Hampshire State House passed a bill that makes it so. There's nothing wrong with guns. Guns aren't inherently violent. Right. Uh, the guns are a tool that you can use for all kinds of things. Whether you're protecting yourself against bears or uh, you know Absolutely. whatever it is you're you're doing with them. Guns aren't violent. It's how people use them. And if you're threatening and happen and and have a bunch of guns, you need to you, you need to understand that people are going to take that threat very seriously. What's part of the I think uh, the important one of the important things we do on this program, Mark, is put this idea of peace as a solution out there for people and put the the beacon of the Free State Project out there for people because a lot of people haven't heard the message of the Free State Project. It's it's relatively low on the list of. Uh, the most popular libertarian websites. It's not up there with lourockwell.com or anything. I mean, I think it's around one of the top 100,000 sites in the world, as is our website. So it's probably about on par with Free Talk Live. Uh, but there are still lots of people within the liberty movement that are completely unaware of uh, of the Free State Project. Now, I did hear that John Stossel is going to be doing an entire show on the Free State Project next week. That's going to be I'm incredible. Not mistaken, which I think is great because Stossel has been kind of uh, – He's been one of the main people in the uh, the media, the mainstream media that has really come to the ideas of, of liberty generally. There's a few issues where I think I would he and I would disagree. Uh, but in general, he does a lot of good work for liberty and gets yeah. the word out. And his show's been gaining popularity over time. And now yeah. that it's been out for a while. So at, so it's not like he's creating the show with the first episode being about the Free State Project. He's put out several episodes, probably a couple dozen at this point. And so uh, hopefully a, a nice, nice sized audience will see this what will inevitably be a very positive piece about the Free State Project. I mean, John Stossel has come to the Liberty Forum in the past as a guest speaker there, the keynote speaker. So he's obviously intimately familiar with the the Free State Project. Chris Lawless, who's the organizer of the Liberty Forum, I believe is actually going down into the studio in New York City next week to no one better uh, to, to be on the show. Yeah, no one better to represent the Free State Project. He's great. I mean, Chris is somebody that gets it from all different perspectives of activism. Mm-hmm. He's someone that is supportive of all manner of uh, types of liberty activism and i believe christina heller from the libertopia film will also be on the show which is interesting because her story is interesting she's a uh, a lady filmmaker who came to do a, a i guess a short internet documentary on the free state project like a 10 minute thing for current.tv and as she was doing this she realized that there's a much bigger story here she she wanted to turn it into a feature length uh, documentary which she did it's called Libertopia it has yet to be released but I believe the website is libertopiafilm.com I can double check that uh, here in a moment 
Yeah, LibertopiaFilm.com. So no uh, release date that I know of quite yet, but I believe that's coming soon. And she's going to be there to tell her story about how she became a liberty-minded person as a result of hanging out with Free State Project people. Yeah, it's the compelling story. The people that are, are good at communicating the message and they believe it thoroughly, they're passionate about it. And it's when you can communicate one-on-one like that, you can really change uh, people's minds. All right, more coming up here at 800-259-9231. The TSA has failed again. We will explain the latest news about the body scanners. Uh, Apparently, they aren't exactly as the TSA claimed that they were regarding the whole radiation concerns that people had. Yeah, it's a big oopsie, a 10x oopsie. We'll explain here in a moment at 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give to you there. We've got news updates. You can get signed up and receive the latest about Free Talk Live when you need to know it. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up to receive our emailed updates or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, Go to news.freetalklive.com. If you've ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney, you need Jurisdictionary.com. Jurisdictionary.com will teach you all the things you need to know when you go into a courtroom. If you just kind of wander in there blindly, well... You're going to have about that much luck. Uh, the, your, the, the level of preparation that you have and the, the training that you need, Jurisdictionary has it all. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. It works in all 50 states, federal courts. As a matter of fact, Canada, England, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, India, Puerto Rico, any of them that had the English common law system – these, this is the course that you should have been taught in school, Jurisdictionary.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website again at freetalklive.com. We continue taking uh, your phone calls about what you want. Bill is on the line in Illinois on the amp lines. Hello, Bill. Yes, I wanted to talk about uh, this awesome uh, video that just got released uh, a while back, and it started to catch fire. It's called Friday. Yeah, um, Friday. Um <laughs> Uh, artist Rebecca Black. It's just a really fun, cool little video. Um, I don't know. It's, it's amazing how how fast it's, it's grown. Well, it's fun um, because it's fun to look at her and laugh at this silly, awful video, right? Oh, I think it, I think it's pretty catchy. I'm, I already got it as a ringtone for my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll play some of it here in a little bit, and thanks uh, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. I appreciate you bringing that up because it's actually on my list of uh, things to talk about here. I think Time Magazine had the best write-up about this. Uh, for those of you that don't know, if you're maybe you're not on the Internet, 
If you're not on the internet, you may not know about this, the Rebecca Black song, although I believe that uh, it probably has appeared on many radio, sh- probably morning shows uh, by this point. This is, this is ripe uh, for morning show material. Yeah, it's awful. It's, awful. Uh, it's yeah, freaking awful. The song is called Friday, and apparently what is going on is there's a, a, a company out there called the Arc Music Factory that essentially is bringing young teen girls into to turn them into stars. Now, I don't know if that means that their parents are paying Arc Music Factory to uh, take on their daughters. Essentially, just they're, that they're doing this on, yeah. on payment or well, that they'll, they'll they actually that believe with, in them with as to, talent. To, to put together a modeling portfolio, you can pay thousands, up to thousands right. of dollars in order to get your pictures put together. It's a photographer who's selling pictures. Yeah. So I I don't think it would hard it would be hard for me to believe that this particular um, music company actually believes that Rebecca will be the best talent uh, out there. Um, I don't know. Maybe she'll she'll mature into something really great. Um, maybe so. Certainly. But this first uh, effort on her part, uh, I well, hope she didn't write it because yeah, it's really chances, bad. Chances are good. Well, for one, if she's uh, that would be the only redeeming factor of this song. Quite frankly, if if she wrote it, um, but the chances are good she was given something and and she sang yeah. it because so many of the uh, the, the young performers that's how it goes yeah and it just goes to show that you know just take just accepting anything as a job is not always the best uh, not always the best solution because yeah. as a performer you can say no to you know if like a bad script if as a, an actor comes in front of you you can say no and if a bad song comes in front of you you can say no to that as well this may be the worst uh song that I have ever heard, I mean, at least in recent memory that uh, that I can recall. So uh, I'll just give you a little bit of uh, taste here. You can't make it through more than a minute of this without beginning to tear your uh, your hair out in frustration. <laughs> uh, so I won't I won't subject you to too much of it. <laughs> Now, one point that is uh, you'll notice is there's a lot of auto-tuning, what they call auto-tuning oh, going yes. on in this song, but usually that means the person can't sing very well. Yeah, that's, that's what it means, generally. That's a bowl of cereal, just <laughs> in case it wasn't clear. <laughs> Now, this is where it gets really deep. The decision that Rebecca has to make here that she sings about, you will be shocked at how uh, intense it is. Her friends are rolling up in their car in the video at the bus stop. Yes, that's right. It's about 20 seconds of uh, deciding whether or not she should sit in the front seat or the back seat. <laughs> and she comes back to that refrain later on in the song. So clearly this is a big decision for Rebecca. She's 13 years old, and these are the big decisions that 13-year-olds are making. So um, it reminds me of that video. There's a video on the internet with this girl uh, you know, who cannot sing, and that's the idea of the video, is auto-tuned mm-hmm. in the process. And, and she's pretty good when she's auto-tuned. You know, She sounds good. She's like, this is what I sound like, auto-tuned. <laughs> 
this is what I sound like Regular. when I'm not. And it's <laughs> so here's the detail from Time. Uh, the, this weekend, the internet was mainly transfixed on the disaster in Japan, and rightly so. But on a lighter note, there were those who were obsessed with South by Southwest. But amid all the real news, you might have just heard, uh, just have heard about the internet's other weekend obsession, Rebecca Black and her hilariously dreadful video for Friday. What makes this song and video so bad? Rebecca Black is an innocent-looking teen with a Selena Gomez-esque look, and Friday seems like a catchy pop song about a teenage girl's excitement over the weekend, which is pretty standard teen pop fare and not exactly a place you'd look for profound lyrics. And indeed, generally in pop music, you don't tend to look for uh, profound lyrics. Uh, but once you listen to the lyrics, you start to realize what a train wreck we're really dealing with. And I think it was that <laughs> back seat, front seat part where I really started to, uh, that started to sink in for me. Uh, for starters, there's the opening verse, which just uh, consists straight up narration of Rebecca's morning routine. Now you heard those lyrics, but the song's lowest point, albeit its most hilarious according to time, is when Rebecca literally just sings the days of the week. Tomorrow is Saturday <laughs> and someday, uh, Sunday comes afterwards. Yeah. Yikes. Clearly we're dealing with a whole new new level of bad. According to Black Book, the song comes from a company called Arc Music Factory, which is based in L.A. and seems to specialize in teen girl pop music. Their website has a whole roster of laughably bad teen pop videos. It's not apparent if Friday was intended to be a parody of a pop song or not. We doubt it, though we really hope it was. But it would definitely be in Rebecca and Arc Music Factory's best interest to make like it was all along. No, I can tell you they didn't. Uh, I went to Arc Music Factory's YouTube channel, which by the way, the uh, Rebecca Black song had 7 million views the last time I looked at it. I, I can't see right now how, how many it currently has. Uh, but it was 3 million after the weekend was over. So it's just going up and up and up. And I would hope that most people are listening because it's hilarious and not because they actually get enjoy the Sunday, the- Monday part. That's, I'll that's- have to cue that up, Mark. We'll get to the sh- 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 Just <sighs> calm down. I know you want to hear Rebecca and her, uh, her crooning. Uh, well, I guess only men can croon, right? Oh. Is that a, that's like a male singing term, isn't it? All right. Like, uh, like, like Sinatra was a crooner. Indeed. Uh, so 800-259-9231. Uh, the, again, we'll come male back with... Male singers from the 20s to the 50s. We'll come back with a little bit more uh, about Rebecca Black and your calls about anything you want. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free, and we are proving it right now. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The Shrine of Female Listeners is there at shrine.freetalklive.com. We can, you've got dozens of ladies uh, there that have sent in their photo uh, or their video. They're validated, which means they're proving in the picture or video that they listen to Free Talk Live. Uh, you can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Want freedom? Build freedom. Got programming skills? Join the Freedom Engineering team and help develop the technology that enables spontaneous order and free market capitalism to erupt on Earth. Mobile app developers and database experts wanted immediately. Share an ownership. Create stuff that matters. Go to freedomengineering.org. It's time to build freedom. Freedomengineering.org. 
<laughs> now I'm being begged to not do this, Mark. Uh, people, listen, play it. Listeners are begging me to. I, we have already promoted. Stop. You can, the board op says that uh, he's asking if he can hit the dump machine on this music. You can't. Uh, you can't not pay a sell. <laughs> you have already sold it. You have to pay it. That's a radio terminology for when you say that something's going to happen. You have to make it happen. Otherwise, well, you're a person who says things that don't happen. So it doesn't always have to be serious issues here on Free Talk Live. We really will uh, talk about anything. And internet memes are are fun. They're interesting and amusing in many cases. And Rebecca Black, I don't think she intended to become an internet meme. If you Uh, don't like this song and hearing this bothers you, just just think quickly what it's like for all the people who are hearing it for the very first time on their radio station right tonight. Well, that ought to be amusing. You're only going to hear hear a couple of excerpts, but it's not hard to find this. If you search uh, YouTube for Rebecca Black Friday, I'm sure you'll be able to see this for yourself. And I did put myself through all three minutes and 47 seconds of this uh, when I first watched it, and I felt like I had lost uh, half an hour of my life. It uh, it felt like I was in a time warp uh, for the time that this song was running because it, it seemed like it should have been over now your average pop song is probably about three and a half minutes long uh so it's it seemed like it should have been over after about 60 seconds it felt as though i'd been (laughs) in the song for five minutes in the first uh after the first minute was done and so again as time magazine is reporting here uh this is created by this la-based company that seems to specialize in teen girl pop music and they suggest here that arg music factory should at least pretend as though they had intended to make this as a parody or like some sort of a joke song, but they aren't. Uh, this is not a joke for them. They actually released an updated uh, remix of this as of the popularity. So when the popularity hit over the weekend, uh, they put up a new video on their YouTube, which is just a static frame. It's just a frame with audio. They remixed the song together. There's one point in the song where a rapper jumps in, like a man in his early 40s or late 30s, but pops I think that, into this video with I teeny think that's boppers. The producer or something. Like I believe that, it is because yeah. he's in all of them, and and right. I know that that. Puff Master J or whatever mm-hmm. his name was, he used to do this with his people. He'd pop in, you know, if he produced the song, he'd pop in. He'd he'd lend his popularity right. to it. I this don't guy, know who this, no one knows who this is, guy is, but uh, you know, I mean, he's he's selling a product and people are buying it. I guess I don't know. I mean, he clearly thinks someone's going to buy this. Clearly, he believes that this will market to some teeny bopper tween population, and maybe he's right. You know, maybe this will end up making his company and Rebecca a whole lot of money and and boost their other teen girls. Uh, to stardom, but uh, they did re- they did do a remix where there's more of the rapper, and he's clearly still taking himself quite seriously. I, I mean, he he's not he's not poking fun at himself in uh, in the at least my impression of the the video. Anyway, let's continue here. Uh, it's not apparent uh, according to Time if it was intended to be a parody, uh, but they should treat it as as though it is. They say, and seeing how it's available as a ringtone and soon to be available on iTunes, we don't see it going away anytime soon. Sure, Rebecca Black won't be the next Miley Cyrus, but she could have a future in comedy. And so here we go, Mark, since you requested it. Here's the uh, here's the section of the song about the days of the week. This Again, is the very best part. Very deep, deep lyrics here. It's Friday. I figured I'll play the chorus for you because we didn't hear that earlier. She's walking around, by the way, at what appears to be a middle school party. The song focuses on partying, as you will see here. Because I went to no parties in middle school. This is what kids are about, according to this music. This is what it's it's like to be a teenager: is you go through the week waiting for the opportunity to party with your friends on the weekends because you hate your life so much. 
Now, in this next segment, uh, where she absolute be- filler, where she begins <laughs> to talk about uh, the other days of the week, they actually uh, they actually sort of glorify the bad grammar. In the video, they're printing the words on the screen here, and yeah. they actually print the bad grammar of this song. You'll hear it. Right. Well, and, and, well, she's clearly worried about the weekend, not the weekday when she's supposed to be at school learning, right? No, right. It's all about the weekend. We, 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 so excited. We, so excited. Now, it, wouldn't, it would be bad enough it was just we, so excited, but to repeat the we over and over again, we, 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 so excited. And they're just printing this out. Apparently, a punctuation and apostrophes aren't, it's not short enough. The idea of behind an apostrophe, like we short? are so excited, you Weird. shorten it, you use a contraction, you take out the A, you put an apostrophe in there, so it's we're so excited. No, no, no. Now it's just we. Now it's we so excited. But we and we're are both one syllable. It's the same thing. This is this is a sad attempt at creating a uh, a, a dialect for the um, the younger market. They they, they want to dif- differentiate themselves. I agree. Yeah. I I think that the the whole texting uh, verbiage, all that stuff, My you make st- you make yourself look better if you write out the whole word. I agree. The Take the time to do it. We. Uh- <laughs> When I posted this, I posted this to my Facebook when I when I found it, and uh, credit to uh, to Andrea, by the way, one of our Shriners, uh, for coming across this. But I, I when I posted this, I said, "This we are living in idiocracy." Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> yes. Uh, if you haven't seen Where idiocracy, the porn star is the president. Yeah, yeah. Was he, yeah, I guess he was a porn star. Uh, if, what was his name in that film? Camacho or something? Yeah, Macho like that? Camacho or something like that. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was a Mike Judge movie that was supposed to to get like a real theatrical release, but Fox. I guess the company that was behind it was too afraid of the, they were too afraid of what audiences would think about the statement that the movie makes about the dumbing down of society. It's a hilarious comedy film, but they talk what they show you in this in this movie is where things go when things keep just getting dumber and dumber. If you look at advertising slogans, uh, you know, like McDonald's, I'm loving it. Uh, the, the slogans continue to get shorter. <laughs> Doritos has this uh, campaign on their bags called "Do Something," yeah. where they. Show Show kids that are doing things like helping commu- the community, etc. Right. It's just things are just getting right. simple. Is good. I, I support simple. Keep it simple. Get stupid it down, that kind eat, of thing. Sleep. Yeah. Anyway, continue here. Comes Sunday comes afterwards. Oh, here he is. So the funny thing is, in this video, they're actually they've got these girls, and she's 13 years old. Um, she's in this car with other kids that seem to be her contemporaries. Um, driving. They're driving and standing up while they're driving as yeah. well. So dancing. Like, yeah, not the best, uh, not the safest of uh, driving circumstances. Right. The, the, not a good message what, to be what, sending. Yeah, what kind of message are they sending? The message here is party, <laughs> party, party. Right. Don't go to yeah. school, party, uh, and drive uh, without sure, your seatbelt on and stand sure up on the highway. Drive and without a seatbelt on. Right. Yeah, so it's a good idea. Take <laughs> I mean, drugs, kids. <laughs> right. Well, the only thing they don't do in this video is show them drinking alcohol. Yeah. Like that's the only thing that they don't do in this. And you know that that's kind of what they 
they're talking about, right? I mean, what what else do kids do when they party besides find al- alcohol? I don't and think consume I ever it? considered it at thirteen. Times they are a change in yeah, mark. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, so if you'd like to subject yourself to the remainder of that video, you are uh, welcome yeah, to do we're so. Done with it. But we're done with it. <laughs> 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 More coming up. You can take control even in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. We're hitting hard tonight. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of these airwaves, even in these remaining moments. Enough time for your thoughts. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Um, by the way, some of the features on our website uh, include things like the uh, the news updates. We've also got the Shrine of Female listeners and listening options. Different ways for you to tune into the show, including live streams, our 94 great radio stations across the country, satellite uh, availability, free-to-air satellite, uh, plus webcam, uh, listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Plenty of ways to get the uh, the ideas of Free Talk Live and our wonderful callers into your ears over at listen.freetalklive.com. And imagine opening your front door and coming face-to-face with your identity thief, the criminal who wasn't content to steal from your bank accounts or use your credit cards. This guy knows where you live, and he's staking out your house and watching your family. That's what Fox News reported about one woman. Fortunately, she had advanced warning from LifeLock. She said that without LifeLock, she wouldn't have known that thieves were coming. And added that LifeLock services are legit, they do what they say they'll do, and it's worth it. Now, here at Free Talk Live, we don't want you to suffer the personal and financial firestorm that identity theft brings. You can protect yourself and your family with the same identity theft program that Mark and I use, LifeLock. It's the best, and it's guaranteed. You can go to LifeLock.com, but remember, if you're hearing this on Free Talk Live and you want Free Talk Live to get credit... For you signing up for LifeLock, because there's LifeLock advertises all over the place on the radio, on a big name radio shows that have a much larger reach. If you go to LifeLock.com.com, you can get a lot of good information about the, the the program. But if you sign up through their website, they'll have no idea that you came from Free Talk Live. So you have to call this number. It's 1-800-242-2693. Join us on our mission that not one of you will fall victim to identity theft this year. We need you to call now if you want to get 60 bonus days of LifeLock coverage, uh, LifeLock protection. And, excuse me, for protection as the term because it's not an insurance policy. It should be made clear. They do have a $1 million guarantee. But that $1 million is the money they'll spend to make sure that your credit is clean and that your your privacy and your that your that the threats that are being brought against you are dealt with appropriately without you having to hire attorneys and hire experts to to clean up the mess of if they're if that's if they fail at doing what they're supposed to do and that is letting you know about things that are that are going on so you don't get the million dollars but they'll spend that in your name basically to make sure that everything's okay with you and your identity Anyway, you can uh, get that 60 bonus days if you call 1-800-242-2693. Remember, to get Free Talk Live credit for the sign-up, you've got to call that number, not the one on their website, 800-242-2693. 
All right, our number here tonight for you to get on the air in the remaining moments is 800-259-9231. As we continue here, the TSA news that I'd mentioned before. Well, guess what? They were wrong. You think they were wrong? Or they lied. One or the other. Because I'm getting more and more jaded all the time. Turns out that uh, those uh, body scanner machines that they're demanding that you subject yourself to at the airport, that they're pressuring you to subject yourself to, well, it turns out they're a little bit more radioactive than uh, they might have otherwise led you to believe. Right. They, the, the thing, they, they poo-pooed the whole thing. Oh, you people are being just so silly. And now that they've had them trotted out for a few months... Well, now they're coming out and saying, oh, they're 10 times as dangerous as we said. Wired.com reports that the Transportation Security Administration is reanalyzing the radiation levels of X-ray body scanners installed at airports nationwide after testing produced dramatically higher than expected results. The TSA, which has deployed at least 500 of these scanners in at least 78 airports, said Tuesday the machines meet all safety standards and would remain in operation despite a calculation error in safety studies. See, the flawed results showed radiation levels 10 times higher than expected. At least one flyer group, the Association for Airline Passenger Rights, is urging the government to stop using the $180,000 machines that produce a virtual nude image of the body until new tests are concluded in May. Airline passengers have enough concerns about flying, including numerous ones about how the TSA conducts its haphazard security screenings, so it's the TSA's responsibility to ensure passengers are not being exposed to unhealthy amounts of radiation, according to the executive director of that group in a statement. The Electronic Privacy Information Center has been a loud voice opposing the machines. Last week, it urged a federal appeals court to stop them uh, until further health studies could be conducted. Their executive director is expected to tell the same thing to a congressional panel on Wednesday, saying the agency should have conducted a public rulemaking so these risks could have been more carefully assessed. Uh, Still, the government has said that the results prove the safety of the devices. It would appear the emissions are 10 times higher. We understand it as a calculation error, said TSA spokesperson Sarah Howitz. (laughs) No worries, folks. It's all okay. You should be worried about that Japanese explosion out in uh, the, the nuclear reactor. Don't you worry about the regular doses of radiation that are 10 times higher than we said they were going to be that we're giving every single individual that passes through these checkpoints at the TSA screening points. Oh, not to mention that the, the, the TSA, a couple of weeks ago, they tested themselves on these machines with one of their own agents passing through with a gun five times in the Dallas airport. So not only are these machines ten times as dangerous as they said they were, as they called the rest, uh, uh, those uh, those of us out here, you know, being uh, chicken littles and all that stuff, they're also ineffective. They're dangerous and ineffective. The bureaucrat said, certainly the errors are not acceptable. It's not every report. We believe the technology is safe. We've done extensive, independent testing, and it doesn't raise alarms in terms of safety. So it's okay. The government, you can trust them. Yep, don't worry about it. It was just an oopsie. And just an oopsie. The other thing we don't know is how do these machines affect – how are they affected with time? What does that mean? Well, do they do they get worse at leaking radiation as time mm. goes by, as the machine is you know not as shiny and new as it was over time? I, I mean, I don't know. Does uh, is that what they do? Maybe. Well, does the fact that these are ten times more uh, radiative, radiative than they would otherwise have believed to have been been uh, to, to believe to be 
the fact that they're 10 times more worse, does that mean that uh, people that are frequent flyers are going to be significantly more dosed? It certainly sounds clearly, like it. Clearly they are. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that seems clear to me. I'm not going through one of these. I wouldn't have gone through them when I believed that they were 10 times, uh, you know, a, a, tenth, less, yeah. Yeah, a tenth is dangerous. I wouldn't go through them now. I'm not going through them. If they want to go grab my junk, go right ahead. Um, they can do that. I, I need to get to my plane, but I am not going through one of these machines. Well, a lot of people won't do either. The domestic travel is down by 30%. These things are doing uh, what really uh, they want, which is just destroying the airline industry. I don't know if that's what they want, but that's what they're doing. A recent Wired, and they don't care because they're yeah. going to get their funding either way. A recent Wired.com three-part series examined the constitutionality, effectiveness, and health concerns of the scanners, which the TSA, and by the way, I would say they are not constitutional, they are not effective, and there are definite health concerns. Which the TS, but the government doesn't care. Which the TSA mandated as the preferred airport screening method in February of 2009. A federal appeals court hearing Epic's lawsuit last week suggested that it was not likely to halt the scanner's use. Among other things, the Wired.com reports concluded that there was discord among the scientific community about the scanner's health risks to humans and that they were not tested with mice or other biological samples before being deployed. So. This is the extensive testing that they're talking about. They didn't use a single biological entity uh, in order to test these machines prior to their releasing them against they human beings. They wouldn't do this with any other product ever. Well, vaccines. They, uh, <laughs> well, it's also another government mandated well, thing that the people are concerned are tested. about. They, they just uh, the, the vaccine manufacturers are not responsible for the results of you know anybody who's uh, has some kind of adverse effect. That's a different story entirely. They're tested by live uh, critters. So, uh, so again, just yet another example of how the government tells you one thing and the truth happens to be somewhere else. So be cautious. I wouldn't go through these things if, uh, if I could at all avoid it. A couple of the guys that were here visiting with Jim Babka earlier tonight pointed out they took the train from Los Angeles up here to New England. It took two, two days or so to get, they had that. get across the country, two and a half days to, to get across the country. And uh, they did that because they wanted to avoid the TSA. This is happening all across America, people are making their decisions for whatever the reason they are, and their decisions are valid for them, that they're not traveling on airlines, and it's killing the business. And, and it, it's all the TSA's fault. They're busy wanting to go after your nail clippers, after your yeah. bottles of water, and they're doing all kinds of stuff while they, min- while they miss the guns, knives, and bombs that they test themselves on. Every time we see one of these tests, it gets leaked they're missing 70, 80, 100% of the things that they test themselves on. I haven't seen one yet where they only miss 50%. Well, what matters, Mark, is that people feel safer. Right, and that's what, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing that the, uh, the, 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 the sheep and the, uh, and, and the little cow pen there all lined up. I feel a little safer. It's security theater, and it's not effective. All right, so we are out of time for tonight, but we will return tomorrow night. I've got my fingers crossed. I can't guarantee it. I'm not going to promise anything, uh, but I hope that we can get somebody on to talk about the Liberty Dollar situation. I don't know if we will be able to, but I will do my best to uh, to make it happen, and uh, maybe we'll do it tomorrow night. Otherwise, we'll be taking your calls about absolutely anything, as we always do. We'll see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Don't forget to go to freedomsphoenix.com, by the way, to get uh, the news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. Great liberty-oriented news available around the clock at freedomsphoenix.com. 
The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post. And I have with me today Yousef Wilson. Yousef, are you there? Yes, I am, Mark. Please be with you. How are you doing today? Excellent, sir. Thank you. So um, you, I, you've written a book, as I understand it, about uh, sort of where the jobs are and where the jobs aren't. That's correct. Well, the actual name of the title of the book is Time to Get Hired, Your um, Strategies for Your Job Search, Job Transition, and Finding Green Jobs. So um, where, well, where are the jobs not, I think, is what uh, people probably want to know first. <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are aware of that, that segment already. Um, but but three sectors we can look at and talk about today um, are pretty you know that were really devastated over the, the last few years. Number one, construction sector. Uh, right now, um, new uh, Commerce Department uh, data that came out this week basically noted again a continuous slump in, in new home sales, and um, we're still looking at new home sales levels um, almost back to the lows of 1963. Um, in that sector alone, um, we lost. Uh, across the board in a, a myriad of different job uh, categories, almost 2 million uh, construction jobs, as well as realtors and other people that worked along with in that sector. Next industry that was hit really hard, but it's coming back in a positive way, so that's really strong, is the auto industry. Hmm. Um, um, lost over um, 325,000 jobs in that sector alone. Uh, but what's really looking good, um, new unit auto sales are looking promising over the last year. And they, then the last they, they got rid of a I, lot of uh, uh, with the, the the cash for clunkers. Got rid of a lot of uh, used cars that uh, just weren't. They're just not out there to buy any longer. Right, right. Um, as well as you know, as you see, gas prices going north of um, three fifty or three dollars um, per gallon, and and uh, cost per barrel of oil of over a hundred dollars a barrel. Um, you, you will see. Um, new auto purchases more in their, you know, the smaller, more economic, more hybrid sector. So um, that should help with some of the new units sales. Yeah, and that then makes the sense. last area that um, I, I, I talk about and, and read about and just bump into people in the different airports for is what's going on in the postal workers sector. Postal um, workers. In terms of the closing of facilities. Um, that's real, that area is really being decimated. Um, in 2010, um, they closed a little bit over 500 facilities, and they're looking at about 20, um, no, 2,000 facilities for 2011. Um, and that area has been impacted by, you know, two main things. Number one, um, um, the, the, the basically the emergence of, you know, social media and email, um, as well as just um, people are just using, you know, the postage system a great deal less with, you know, different types of carriers. So um, that area is going to continue to be devastated over the next few years, unfortunately. Yeah. The post office is pretty much turned into an ad venue where they send you coupons for pizza places and uh, car washes and things like that, and bills, of course. Uh, but a lot of people are paying their bills online, and so uh, their, their relevance is just seems to be going away more and more. Absolutely. And, you know, to your point, in terms of an ad venue, even that, that sector is has diminished quite drastically because they're going online to basically do their, um, their, their advertising. I mean, there was a great stat that came out um, last week from the Pew Trust organization that we have basically crossed that threshold now 
where more Americans is getting their information online than um, from some of the traditional ways that we used to get information. And, and, and they're doing the same thing with even corresponding. Well, you know, I, I know that when it comes to corresponding, I think most, uh, many, many people are talking to their, their mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles and even grandmothers and grandfathers online. Uh, I think that it's just it, it seems to be going that way, and I don't see that changing at all. Uh, many older people are getting into the whole online phenomenon simply because they want to be in touch with their grandchildren, and, and this is how they feel that they can, they can uh, you know, have better interaction. You're absolutely right, and, and and it's even in a more robust way. I mean, uh, yeah. it, it makes yeah. sense to basically to use the venues of Skype and and Facebook, where you can have a more robust um, discussion, where you have pictures and videos, yep. and you know. So, um, and, and you're right, the genie's out of the bottle, my friend. It absolutely um, is, and nobody wants yeah, to stuff not, it back in, <laughs> right? And, and it's not going back in, so. Um, yep. That's why I think that area is going to continue to be decimated quite, quite drastically over the next decade. Indeed, you know, and I, with my family, I, Facebook is. I, I'm allowed. I, I can see them post their pictures. I can be much more a part of their lives on a day to day basis than it ever was when I was a kid. I, I remember I had an uncle who would send me you know, some gifts every year, and my mom would have to just practically take the belt out in order to get me to write him a thank you note, because it would just, you know, as a right. kid, you don't like to write thank you notes. So, you know, the poor guy got one uh, letter a year from me saying thanks for the books and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, now I can participate with my family right online. Absolutely. And then what's that? I mean, what's really great about it is that now your four-year-old is also sending emails with a little uh, a thank you letter with a little picture. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's true. And people people want that for themselves in their lives. So now right. uh, we know where the we know where the jobs aren't. <laughs> where mm-hmm. where are the jobs uh, being added? Well, well, you know, there's a lot of good news out there. Um, and, and as you, you basically saw from the last uh, labor report that was last week, there we, we put on over two hundred thousand um, new jobs in the private as well as public sector combined. Um, and some of these sectors are still pretty hot. Uh, one sector that was really strong even through the entire recessionary period was the healthcare sector. Um, what's going on with the aging um, baby boomers and their, um, those, those demographics leading towards the future, um, that, that sector is going to be really robust, um, as well as what I'm really excited about. I talked about this last week at a conference about what's happening with the technological migration from um, um, hard digital records to um, um, digital files now that, that people will be able to use in the healthcare sector. Um, that's going to bring in a great deal of opportunities on the IT side um, as well um, for the care, as well as with their addition for the care providers. So that's a sector that's going to continue to be robust going forward. Um, another hot sector is the management, business, and financial sector. Organizations right now are just looking for incredible amount of strategies to increase productivity, yeah. and they're looking for professionals to come in and to help them um, analyze their business as well as um, implement strategies to increase productivity. Does that mean, um, people, with, of, does that mean so, people with MBAs? I can. It can okay. mean as well as you have IT people, as well as you have analysts. Um, there's a myriad of ways um, that, that people are trying to get the bottom line number a little sharper um, to, to figure out exactly how can we you know, cut costs um, as well as increased, you know, revenue and sales and productivity of, per worker. Yeah. So um, you, you have a, a, a quite a few professionals working on that aim. Uh, another area 
is that, you know, there's been a, quite a bit of legislation coming out of uh, Washington. So you need professionals that can help with managing the financial reg stuff as well as the consumer regulations, um, be able to help analyze um, exactly how that's going to impact the business and then interpret exactly how to, um, you know, change processes to make it work. And then the last piece is how to implement those processes within the, um, the business um, environment. So a um, great deal of opportunities coming in that sector. So what about green jobs? Oh, green jobs. Um, every day <laughs> when you look at the price of oil and as it goes further north of $100 a barrel, um, you hear the green sector. And then yeah. you couple that with what's going on with um, the unfortunate situation in Japan right now. And you hear people talking more about renewable energy sources and other strategies to um, help um, with, with the energy side for, you know, not just, you know, in the states, but also globally. But let me give you a nice um, global definition of what green jobs are, and then we could talk about the different sectors, and then we could talk, you know, different organizations and what they're doing. Okay. Um, the White House put out a really nice global um, definition, and the definition goes like this, jobs that provide products and services which use renewable energy resources, reduce pollution, conserve energy and natural resources, and reduce reconstituted waste. So that creates a good umbrella for um, quite a few sectors of the green industry. Um, most people, when they talk about the green industry, they know, you know, of wind power, solar power. Um, I'm excited about what's going on with the smart grid and efficiency that bring to the marketplace. Yeah. Um, we talk about EVs, electric vehicles, and what's going on with oil efficiency, but also some of those same strategies are being applied in mass transit with light rail. Um, you also hear, you know, what's going on with um, biomass and biofuel. We know them as ethanol and other components like that. And then the last one that we hear a great deal about um, is weatherization projects um, that, that's happening all over the country. Now, what can people do to prepare themselves for these green jobs? So, I, you know, I couldn't just wander into some place and say, hey, give me a green job. I'm not qualified for it. <laughs> well, you, you know, you hit, you hit, you hit um, the point right on its head when you said um, in terms of qualification. Um, right now, there's a tremendous amount of apprenticeship, pro- uh, apprenticeship programs across the country, um, as well as their green certification programs. Yeah. Um, and there's a great deal of programs in the community colleges as well as four-year um, colleges. So there's quite a few areas um, that a person can prepare themselves to transition into a green job. It but does seem really like it, it seems yeah. like the, t- the time to get in on the ground floor because you won't need as many qualifications as you will in, say, 10 or 15 years for this. Because at this point, the qualifications haven't really been worked out. So you could go get yourself a green certification and really learn about this as you're working on it because everybody else is learning right now, too. You're absolutely right. I mean, this is a, a really evolving sector. And again, the, the, the real key point they keep looking at uh, is that the price of oil. And you'd be surprised how different energy strategies and green renewable strategies work. And you'll find economics make compelling, you know, more compelling sense um, as we move over that $100 a barrel oil. Yeah. Because um, what, what electric vehicles uh, may not make so much sense at, you know, 60 or $70 a barrel of oil, which would be, you know, translate $3, you know, uh, per gallon. But at $4 a gallon um, that the average consumer would be paying um, for gas, you'd be surprised. Um, those uh, 
Chevy Bolt and other um, products that are out there right now are really make a lot, whole lot of sense at that point. Yeah, those souped-up golf carts are going to make a heck of a lot more sense when, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's what's going to, I mean, Europe, they're, they're at $7 a gallon, $8 a gallon, and I think we can expect to see things like that at some point in our, light, in our rel- relatively near future here um, in the United States. Well, you, you know, to that point, um, you, you see the, 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 the transformation already. Uh, I was looking at some stats today where we're looking at the sales of SUVs over the last 12 months yep. and how we're starting to see a, a swapping of it where it used to be made like a, you know, 60-40 point where it make 40%. You know, and it's not the big number. 40% maybe SUVs. Now they're looking at maybe, uh, oh, I mean 60% were SUVs. Now they're looking at now the transition is around 40% sales of SUVs. Hmm. And that continue, um, segments continue to go down. Yeah, and the SUVs are getting smaller, and they're being put on car chassis more and more. So what you can't even really tell what's an SUV and what's not. They ain't all Suburbans, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And and you're seeing it's about even your traditional SUV that you didn't think was going to be a hybrid. Um, now all of them are coming to hybrids. I mean, I'm yep. really surprised when you see the big Cadillac Escalade that's a hybrid. And you still even being a hybrid, you only probably can get like nine miles a gallon with it. But, uh, <laughs> now, I'll tell you, it's better. It's more efficient than that. Yeah, yeah. But um, it, it, it's again, it, it's um, the hybrid and the energy efficiency you see is being implemented across the, the landscape of all types of vehicles. Yeah, the, the one vehicle that really made my jaw drop was the Lincoln Navigator pickup truck thing that they came out with. <laughs> I don't know if it's still being produced. I, I find it interesting when I go by. It's uh, the, 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 the it's the luxury pickup truck, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I remember when it first rolled out, I guess maybe it was three or four years ago, and um, that was a hot commodity at auto shows across the country as well as across you know international auto shows. I believe they got really good sales off of that. So um, what can people do? You, you do you have any strategies for people who might be uh, looking to get into these uh, the green jobs, who are looking to just get hired at all? Oh, absolutely. Well, I tell you, let's talk about uh, I have some green strategies, and then we – because some of them are very similar to the same strategies you would implement um, with, with basically finding a job. So I'll, I'll, I'll go through just a, a few um, broad strategies, and then we can – Go back and narrow down into green strategies if that's okay. 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 Um, right now, some of the I was at a few job fairs this week. I'm speaking, and um, two of the biggest challenges I'm finding right now in in uh, with job hunters. Uh, number one, they're bright. Everybody's bright. Everybody has great resumes. Um, they're articulate, energetic. I mean, so we have that you know as a as a baseline. Um, but two challenges I really find is that number one. Um, they really believe that they can sit home and blast out um, tons of resumes over the internet, and that's going to land them a job. Okay, that's one big that's one big fallacy. Okay, um, you may get lucky, um, but the stats show that you know only you know um, three to about five percent people will find a job in that way, and okay. it may not be a job that you really want. So that's how do fallacy. how do you do it? Okay, well I'm going to tell you that. All Let's right, to the second fallacy. Okay. Second fallacy is that they underestimate the magnitude of the task, meaning that um, they um, they look at the task and they don't really understand the amount of rejection and, and, and work that they're going to have to put into it. They have to look at getting a job um, as a job and put in about 35 hours per week at least. Okay, so those Jeez. are the two challenges. Okay, first thing, so you got to overcome those two flaws. Um, the 
some of the key strategies right now in terms of getting a job is, number one, um, you have to learn the art of networking. That's the key. And when I'm talking about networking, I'm talking about traditional face-to-face networking and then leverage some of the 21st um, century strategies of social media networking using LinkedIn and Facebook to find your jobs and basically to network people with people. It's, it's, it's amazing. I was in a group of um, um, unemployed um, executive-level people, and still half of that group um, were, didn't have LinkedIn profiles, as well as they weren't um, optimizing their LinkedIn profiles and how to network with it. So um, for people that have not um, embraced Networking through LinkedIn, which is the professional social media social media um, networking tool, um, you're you're in, you're in trouble. You're not going to be effective in this marketplace right now. Eighty percent of the study I read about social from the Society of Human Resource Managers. They did a survey of, with uh, employers um, identifying exactly how LinkedIn and social media is playing a role in the hiring process. And the last study I saw. Uh, stated that 80% of employers right now are communicating and and searching um, LinkedIn profiles to identify um, their new talent that they're looking to hire. Now, I have a LinkedIn profile, but I haven't found it to be very useful. Is it mostly a hiring tool? Is it a, uh, is that what it's all about? Well, I think it, 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 it has the capacity to be a hiring tool. It has the capacity to be a networking tool. It has a capacity to be um, a tool that you can um, um, increase your um, professional knowledge. So I think it can serve all of those um, goals, but it's, it's how you, you leverage it. Um, as a networking tool to get a job, um, what you have to do um, with it that would make it impactful is, number one, um, is to, you know, there's a few things you can do, but, but number one, you have to um, create your profile in a way that you have this, uh, definitely strong keywords in it that when organizations and headhunters and people that are searching for uh, prime candidates um, look for a job that, that, you're, that you'll be suited for, you have the correct keywords in it mm. um, in, in there in terms of your skill set, um, you're, you're telling your story correctly, and in terms of sharing, you know, how you help an organization um, achieve their goals and, and what was their, you know, the benefits that you were there and helped them to achieve. So you have to build it in an effective way that tells your story correctly. Um, another opportunity is that you have to be using it to network um, beyond your first-level friends. You have to be networking with second, third, and fourth-level friends um, to identify organizations that you have targeted to look for for job opportunities as well as key people that you've targeted to network with. Okay. So uh, these, those, describe yeah. these second and third level friends to me. Oh, exactly. Like, for example, um, um, okay, um, I'm used to Wilson. My best friend, say, is George, okay? Well, George um, may have a friend that um, works for um, Hewlett Packard, and I'm trying to get a position with Hewlett Packard. Okay. Yeah. But I do not know George's friend. Gotcha. <laughs> so, you know, so I would I would basically will go through his friend list as well as communicate to George by clearly articulating, you know, the position I'm looking for in one of, in some of the targeted companies I'm looking to network with. Gotcha. Well, um, Yusuf, I've got a I've got I've got to run, but the the good news is that people can find out more about this by getting your book, right? Absolutely. Um, Time to get hired um, is available on Amazon.com. 
is all that all people have to do is go to shop.freetalklive.com and uh, they can go through that link there and, and get the book now um and 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 barnes and noble you said yeah barnesandnoble.com and of course my website yusufwilson.com yusuf wilson you, be, you better sell you better spell it because i i'm I looking at it here absolutely y u s u f um wilson wilson yeah pretty much everybody can handle that part Yes, and you can always, you know, you put in time to get hired, Yusuf Wilson, you Google it, and, and I'll definitely come up. Time to get hired. Yusuf Wilson, thank you. Oh, my pleasure, Mark, um, and, and, and I really enjoyed the time being with you. Appreciate it. Thank you now. Bye-bye. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a 1,000 freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and J. Neil Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off. 